0: Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by the Ringer.com.com. Slash Caesars Palace. Where we have done a, a ringer takeover of Summer League, which turned into like everyone else at the ringer was here for like three days and then they passed the baton to us and we we're like here for three days. And then and we completely fell
1: down as soon as they passed the baton. We just took a dive.
0: We are coming to you, I almost said live, not live, that's not how podcasts work, uh, but we are coming to you Live to tape, Titus. Live to tape. Live to tape, (laughs) yes. Uh, From my ball and ass room in Caesars (laughs) Palace. Um,
1: You should see this view. We're on the 67th floor. I'm looking down at the pool. There's like, they're waving me down to see if I need a drink up in the room. It's unbelievable. Yeah, look at you.
0: It's unbelievable. I don't know how this happened, but shout out to Caesars Palace dropping a bag. So- I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a man of the people. This is my this is what I try to, you know, put forward to the people. Um, I know what it's like to like listen to people brag about like what they get mm-hmm. and you're like, Cool man, you get free shit. And I'm and experiencing so I understand, it right now. I understand yes. exactly what it sounds like for me to talk about how awesome my room is at Sears Palace that I didn't pay a dime for. Mm-hmm. But God damn, this room is awesome. <laughs> so thank you, Caesars Palace. Thank you, TheRinger.com. And, for and, and thank you date. to
1: the Flamingo. I, my shirt smells like <laughs> cigarettes. You. Uh... An old lady,
0: 1964, asked me what I thought
1: about the moon landing. Uh, I had an amazing time over at the Flamingo. Kyle and I have just been, yeah, shall I say, bawling out at the Flamingo. Dude, uh, you
0: should you should have stayed here, dude. I got like four bathrooms <laughs> and three beds. Like, why are you, I almost you, slept in Titus's jacuzzi? Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm too prideful for that. I don't know what. Um. Anyway, back to the original point. We're brought to you by the ringer.com <laughs> where uh, you go check out. So, what, what's going on in the world of the ringer.com That's not basketball. The World Cup. Yes. Soccer, you and I uh, famously, uh, on this podcast, I asked you, America's not in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Who would you cheer for in their stead? And, you and said, I said, my home country of Croatia. Yes. yes. And I said, your home country of The England. three lions. Yes. yes. I'm cheering for the lads, yes. the boys, bringing it home. Um, And would you look at that, Tate? Croatia and England playing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, in the semifinals. We so got to gotta have the final some four. sort of bet. what they call that, but that's where they are. What should our bet be? I don't, I don't even know anything about like Croatia to make it like, Ethnically appropriate, like we're like if 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 England wins, you have to eat fish and chips. And yeah. If Croatia wins, well, I wouldn't even know what the the, the Croatian wait, part would be. Well,
1: you just stole the Zlatan bet between David Beckham and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, that, that was the bet that when they played each other, Sweden and England. So Zlatan now has to go to England to eat fish and chips. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's so we can't do that. We can't do that unless um, I want to go with Zlatan, I guess, and do that, and knock that out. We'll He's in L A. We'll figure something out. Uh, Croatia, I know that they love um, basketball. I know that they love Jordan Brand. I know that they love the beach. Yeah. Um, and I know Zagreb's the capital. So
0: Okay. There you go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. They film uh is it isn't like King's Landing on Game of Thrones. Dubrovnik, Cro- Croatia yeah, in I've Croatia. Been there, yes. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Zach Lowe is a Croatia guy.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the thing that everyone in media yeah. brings up. Um So are, are you are, are you just Croatia trying to be guy. Zach Lowe? No. Is that what
0: this is? No, no, no. Interesting. No, no, no. Interesting no, strategy no, for me. Nope. Nope. Um so yeah, go to the go to go to the ring, check out all the Ringer FC. Ryan O'Hanlon. My computers. Yeah. They they do good stuff on the ringer We FC should say stuff. we have not have listened to Cup it stuff. because
1: we have been in the uh minutia <laughs> of Las Vegas. Uh we have been lost in the sauce that is Las Vegas. Uh we have I, I told you before we started this podcast, my brain is slowly melting by being here. So uh yeah. if I say some things that are well, out of pocket or outlandish, just know that it's all Vegas talking. That's not me,
0: that's Vegas. Well let's let's get into it. We have to the, the pod officially doesn't start until we hear, hear Woody Durham. Um we've we've kind of already started the pod already, but uh, we we have to play the Woody Durham. So, um, we are we are going to talk. We have a guest coming. We have mm. our first guest. Uh, it is Duncan Robinson. It is friend of the program. We are going to sit down with him and talk to him Miami about Miami Heat Zone. Yeah, his two way contract. Zone. That's coming later. Uh, yes, yeah, so or Sioux Falls. <laughs> we're going to talk to him about. Pretty much everything. We watched him play Grayson Allen today. Duncan got a technical foul. Yes, teed up. Um, It was it was awesome. He did it for the teed up days. uh, But first, Tate and I are going to going to we we have boots on the ground here at Summer League. We are going to talk about that for a little bit before we get to Duncan. But before we get to all of that, Woody Durham. He
2: takes the timeout.
0: After that five-minute intro, we've officially started the podcast. Yes. Uh, I want to start here, Tate. Um, we are in Las Vegas. We have been here for only two days, which is one and three-quarters days First of too all, long. surprising.
1: <laughs> I, I think the thing about Vegas is you can't do it by days. You have to do it by hours. So yeah. we, we have been in Vegas for upwards Way to 57 hours. hours, 58 hours at this point, and... I mean, I feel weathered, I feel worn down, but I also feel invigorated by the fact that we've seen so many people. And the
0: craziest thing about this is, is that I, I don't even partake in the sins of Sin City. I don't really gamble. I don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't, Um. I don't have, I don't lead a fun life. I'm not a man who has fun, Tate. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that I'm like, like this city kicks my ass when I come here every time is like, I don't even know how it happens, but it, it finds its way. Well, I like
1: it's not even about doing the sins in Sin City. It's just that everything around you is being just shoved down your face. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, this, this is the only city that has ruined recycling. You know, I mean, they, they've recycled <laughs> air and basically ruined the idea of recycling. There's no such thing as fresh air. Yeah, you can't find fresh uh, air. We got to talk about the fresh air uh, Hollinger. That, that was one thing th- about fresh well, air. Oh, John, <laughs> d- d- just
0: start there. Like this, so, first of all, this is going to be just a, a hodgepodge podcast, obviously. We're on Summer League. We have boots on the ground. We are seeing everybody. So,
1: point one, people want to find fresh air. One yes. of those people is John Hollinger. If you've ever heard of the trade machine, the man works for the Grizzlies. He is a mathematician, analytical mastermind. He comes up to us. We're with Chris Vernon of the Memphis Grizzly Media Group. We're not, you know, Chris Vernon knows everybody that's ever been to Memphis. Uh, and Hollinger walks up and he goes up to you and he goes, Mr. Trillion. You know, this is unprompted. And he's like, I Out of I, nowhere. know where. Yeah. Like, he's like, I got a number for you, uh, Mr. Trillion. Doesn't even, that's all he has to say. Doesn't know he's my like, real name. Yeah, <laughs> he has no idea. Club <laughs> Trillion. He thinks your first name is Club. He's like, that's interesting. Uh, we're here. He's like, 2007 finals, game three. Uh-huh. Twelve trillion, Damon Jones, yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. This is what the man says. Is, this. There's no hey, how you doing? There's no. no this is this is the first thing he comes to you. Tunnel vision. It's
0: eleven thirty on the casino floor at the wind, <laughs> and he just walks over. And he's like, "Oh, Mister Trillion, I got something for you." And I'm I'm like, "There's no way that's true." And then Chris Vernon like even called him out. Like, Vernon's like, "I'll look that up." Look, <laughs> yeah. I'll be goddamn. <laughs> it was true. Uh, and then John Hollinger's like, all right, thanks, guys. I'm going to go get some fresh air as it's a torrential downpour. And then walks around. This
1: is the first time that it has ever hailed in Las Vegas last night. It, yeah. it, a lot of people thought that this may be the end of time. Uh, and Hollinger, like we said, people were so in need of fresh air. That j- he was like, I just got to go gotta outside out for outside. five minutes I might to find die. fresh air. So point one, people need fresh air in Vegas. We saw fresh air last night. Uh, at Top Golf, in the middle of a torrential downpour. Yeah, in Verno Las Vegas. wanted to go to Top Golf.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Verno, like, th- again, th- I'm, I'm not really sure the direction we're going with this podcast. We're just basically telling about our experience here. And um, point one is fresh Verno, air. So we were looking for fresh air. Verno, who I know doesn't listen to our pod anyway, so no. I can I can talk shit about him, and he's not gonna nothing's yeah. gonna come of this anyway. Uh, Verno sets up the Top Golf thing. He calls Top Golf. He's like. I don't want to talk shit about him because he like kicked me out of my own room to record their pod earlier today. And he was calling me this morning yelling yeah. at me, where's Titus? Yeah. I'm, I'm in another hotel. I don't so, know. So Verno sets up Top Golf, uh, but he 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 gets like a reservation, he gets like a some hookup, and he's like telling us, he's he's selling it to us. He's like, this is gonna be a sweet hookup. Well, you're understanding f-
1: because Mike Mike Conley. Well, was, was, going, what I was gonna say, yeah, yeah.
0: Come to find out, the reason he got this sweet hookup <laughs> is because he promised Top Golf. <laughs> That I was gonna get Mike Conley that to come. You so that So then Mike Conley's coming. So yes. then he calls me and he's like, "Titus, you gotta get Conley." And I'm like, he's "What?" Like, he's like, "We already got comped." Uh, and I'm like, "Conley's even here? I didn't even know Conley was in Vegas." He's like, "Yeah, Conley's in Vegas. You gotta get him." So I'm like, uh, "Mike, what are you doing? You want to go to Top Golf?" He's like, "No, I don't."
1: <laughs> he's like, "It's hailing and outside." It's what are you so, talking about? So we
0: look outside. It's hailing. It's raining. It's like it's it's, it's, it's we're about to die. Streaks like it's Richard Reti- yeah. Goosen's
1: nightmare. Like nobody <laughs> wants to be outside at this point. Like, this is the craziest thing you could ever do.
0: Bruno's like, I've, I've already, I, my reputation hinges on me showing up to Top Golf with Mike Conley. We got to go to Top Golf. <laughs> He's like, I already told
1: Brevin Knight that Conley's
0: coming. Yeah. <laughs> so we had dragged to Top Golf. And lo and behold, Top Golf is closed because there's it's a fucking tornado. <laughs> they've on. been struck
1: by lightning and they had no <laughs> power. Everyone's looking at us like we're insane. And Bruno's like, it's closed for the night? banging,
0: was banging on the door. It's like, you don't understand. Mike Conley's coming. <laughs> yeah. Titus said he's going to get him. <laughs> it's gonna
1: happen. Mike Conley is dead asleep in his room. He had just done like a UFC workout. The last yeah. thing he wants to do is go and hit oh, golf yeah. balls. It
0: so was a beautiful was, thing. That was the last night. So we don't go to Golf. Instead, we we come back to the casino and Tate's gambling. Tate's playing slots. He's playing the wheel of fortune slots. Yes. And I, I don't. You I know. don't
1: gamble like this. So I, I'm. I'm, I'm going have, out there.
0: First of all, I. I again. I don't really gamble, but I will. Like I. It's not. I don't. I'm not like a strict about. it. It's not like I have a certain belief system that's mm-hmm. like I don't gamble. It's just more like I'm not an idiot. so yes. I don't want to lose. I would rather not waste my money. And my belief um, system is
1: I'm broke and yeah, I don't want to gamble yeah. and lose my money.
0: And I'd like to not be broke. So I'm going to try to win. <laughs> yeah. um, so like anyway, I I play four hands of blackjack. I lose. I was like, yeah, this is this is the dumbest thing. I might as well wipe my ass with that money. And and I get upset and I decide I'm not gambling. But Tate's like, I got the itch. I'm feeling hot. I watch rounders go- on the plane out yeah. here, so I'm I'm ready to go. Tate goes and plays slots, the Wheel of Fortune slots. Do you want to tell the story? I, I kind of want to tell it. You can tell from your start perspective. Crying. If
1: I if I tell from my perspective, yeah. it's gonna get really sad. You're gonna start crying.
0: Yes. <laughs> um. Let's just cut to the chase. Tate should have won 1.4 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Tate take it he's playing the slots i swear to god this is we have we have photographic proof like we shut the we we, we start we have our heads we're turning looking at everybody at the casino like no everyone at the slots winning?
1: behind me has left their slots to look at me now because they're just like what is going on he pulls
0: the slot thing yes. on the wheel of fortune thing whatever i don't know what anything it's it, a button it, it I comes up button. he gets the three jackpots in a row yes and it's legitimate now the problem was that he was he was not he had bet uh you, you can bet like all the different it's one three five seven ten yeah like it, the yeah the, that's the, that's the credits you can bet Yes. if exactly. you bet one you only play one line you bet three you play three you bet five you et play cetera, five, et cetera etc cetera. uh the the problem is the jackpot happened on line three and Tate had only only bet one credit so if you look <laughs> if you look at the machine there it's it's literally like, an inch away is the three button. If Tate mm. would have had said, press the three and play three lines, and instead had, of pressing and, the one. And I had
1: been playing three lines. Like, the the three times before that, I had played the three line. I was, like, at you know, 35 credits, whatever yeah. it was. So, I'm, like, 332, 329, 326. And I'm, like, I'm getting killed out here. Like, I just need to take a breath. You know, hit it one. Like, get a little bit of money back and start moving this thing forward. Like, maybe change it up a little bit. So, this is the time. Yeah. And the machine's thinking, thinking this guy... You know, he's playing by the rules. He's going straight down the line. Let's give him something big on this fourth one if he buys in. You know, three strikes and he's out, but he should have just stayed in for the fourth. So I go one and I hit it. And I'm celebrating because yes. I see that I got the jackpot. Yeah, I, I, was, the same way. I was looking around, I was like, w- what? What? Kyle Kyle's cigarette I fell out of his mouth. Like, we're, I, didn't, we're,
0: I didn't think you won like the jackpot, but I knew like, like whatever the logo is for the jackpot. I was like, that's got to be something. Those are all in a line. Yes, I like, that's that, something. They're all the exact same. It's like triple. And triple, then even triple. the machine, the machine's like winner. And it starts like going with, and then it counts to like, it's like seven credits. <laughs> like, congrats, you won seven credits. And we're looking around. So we stop and we look around. We're asking people like, what the hell just happened? And then yeah. it's pointed out that you didn't play the three. So basically we, we, we really investigate what happened and had Tate instead of press the one, had you just pressed the three and that exact same thing came up, he would have won one And this was confirmed
1: by all the other slot. Yeah. you know, you know All the degenerates. That, yeah, all the degenerates behind what? me that are playing slots are just waiting for me to get all up the middle out of the age, seat so they yeah. can sit there and then win the jackpot, which I'm exactly. sure someone did. I stayed down. I hunkered down, put some more money in, uh, put in $100. Ended up winning. I, I got up, you know, it was like $310. I was still hot from there. But at the end of the day... I could have been a millionaire. Could have been. <laughs> so close, and that's that's going to be my story. Could have been a millionaire. Um, who, Frazier, I, it's, have <laughs> I went from, Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> who could, to, who could, could have, have been a millionaire? <laughs> and it's me, <laughs> and it's Regis Philman, and he's just he's sitting in this nice lounge. He's sitting in Titus's room, and I'm down at Caesar's pool, like working for Caesars, <laughs> and he just laughs at me and just throws money up in the air. That's what my life has become. Oh my god, it was tough.
0: That's our that's our Vegas experience. Um,
1: that's about as Las Vegas as it gets. That's that, not,
0: that's that's, that's, that's as close as we can come to, to providing the, uh, the nitty gritty of Vegas. But that was, that was it. Uh, what about the basketball? So we are here for the basketball. Yes, supposedly that's that's why that's what we're telling our bosses at least. Um, we we basically have
1: the same approach as Jack Cooley. Like I'm, we're here <laughs> I'm we're here up. for the basketball. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I, I wanted a trip to Vegas for free, you <laughs> know, and I want Coo- to get bussed around, you know. Jack I Cooley be- does not want to pay for Ubers in Vegas. He wants to get comped in a room at the Four Seasons. That is pretty much what we are doing. Yes. it's the Jack Cooley model of NBA Summer League.
0: What? Uh, so give the people a lot. A lot of people know what Summer League is. Summer League has gotten big in the sense that I think I think it? I, it's gotten big in this in this regard. People know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like basketball fans, I I found that I can tell people like like people in my that I run with that are friends of mine that just casually follow basketball yes. or whatever. Yes, if I say I'm going to Vegas for Summer League, I do not have to explain. What exactly that entails anymore? And it like, used, to, used to be like it used to be like. Well, there's an Orlando one. There's yeah. you know, Salt Lake City. It used to be what is summer league? I was like, well, some of the rookies, some of the second year guys, <laughs> yeah. some of the scrubs that are trying to get contracts, etc. The way um, I
1: usually describe it is, it's what JJ Hickson said no to when they asked him to play a second yeah. year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is the there best. There you go. Um, so people know what summer league is. It's it, but 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 people are not here. We 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 are here for the people Tate. Explain to the people what they are missing. What is the vibe at Summer League? What are you what are you hearing? What are your sources telling you?
1: My sources are telling me that it's basically just a summit for NBA people to gossip with mm. each other and to make connections, network, chat around. I mean, we we've had we were blessed by uh, you know, basically being around some nice people that were friends of the program that recognized, you know, the bag brothers out in mm. the world just walking around. Uh we got a nice you know, I don't want to say what what team it necessarily was, but it may be. Was the Orlando Indi- Magic?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we enjoyed the Orlando Magic and no, what they have, brought we to the to table. Tell,
0: we have to tell the people what team it was because when I, I I'm train I'm this I am easily bought. I, yes. I've said it thousands. We times. are yes. I'm a Washington Huskies fan because Mike Hopkins sent me a twelve dollars Starbucks yes. gift card. Uh, Eric Musselman was on speakerphone with me for thirty seconds, so I'm cheering for Nevada next yes. year. Um I'm easily bought but I'm also transparent about it and I want the people to understand when I start cheering for the magic next year it's because a, a bag was placed at my feet and someone walked away You're like Brian Bowen I'm easily yeah. bought and I'm
1: transparent about <laughs> yeah, it I'm
0: transparent. You understand uh, so back back to the point summer league is um like a lot of things in the NBA it's made to feel important and then you get here and it's like does, does this actually matter It's a weak, like, weak why are deal. we here yes yeah.
1: and everyone here is like You know, there's certain scouts and stuff we talk to, and they're like, yeah, I'm over here to watch Niang for the day. You know what I mean? And I was like, I guess that seems important. Or like, you know, I'm going to go scout, you know, Duncan Robinson, who will be on the podcast later. I'm going to, that's what I'm doing today. And it's like, okay, I guess that matters. And maybe down the line, that will eventually play off. But at the end of the day, most of these people are here to say, how do you feel about Lance Stevenson's out with the Lakers? Isn't that weird? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that Folks, LeBron called Lance LeBron Stevenson <laughs> first? You know? Folks, how about LeBron how leaving about LeBron? Like, what do you mean <laughs> about Durant to the Knicks?
0: Durant to the Knicks. <laughs> it's in play. It's happen? in play. A lot of that. I so,
1: I, I think that's pretty much what we've seen from Summer League. I will say this as far as impressive. Of the like 14 guys that everyone sort of knows, you know, like the Aitans of the world, the Bombas of the yeah. world, we talked to Mo Bamba uh, outside of basketball just like came up to us Mm -hmm. we had a nice little chat with him i am a mo bamba fan i think you know like like, like we were just talking about recently but i've been watching him play he hit a little dream shake on someone uh kevin o'connor got the the privilege of videoing and then everyone said that's a travel which is i kind of you know it it brings a little bit tenderness to my heart because those are all college basketball fans obviously that are that are pointing that out but it didn't be a summer league first of all they have like 10 fouls uh everyone's traveling you know, there's there's a guy named, uh, I don't even remember his name anymore, the bench warmer on the Spurs that, like, I don't know where he came from. Uh, De Belcher, what's his name? London Prentice. <laughs> yes, okay. That's who it was. I'm um, sorry uh, about Ledbetter. Ledbetter. Ledbetter yeah, the, Ledbetter. I mean, who just looks like, I mean, like I swear <laughs> to God, if we put his uniform on Kyle and we ran him out there, nobody would say anything. Uh, it would be easy. Um, so that's, that's sort of what we were dealing with with Summer League, which is very fun. But then you get these people, these players like, a race Spalding that you see with the Mavericks and yeah. you're like, wow, race Spalding is really good and that guy didn't get drafted and now he's going to end up playing on the, Ma- you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. going to get a contract and end up playing on the Mavericks and that's like the coolest part to me about Summer League is just the hidden gems of the world. Like yeah. I just saw Ding play with the Rockets and I know these are all Louisville players and everyone's like, okay, why do you care about Louisville? But I'm just like, that guy didn't get drafted and now he's on the Rockets and I'm like, I could see him playing in the NBA. That's yeah. an NBA player.
0: It's uh the the thing the vibe to me is that it's an AU event. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it reminds great. me of AU for so many first of all, like I came to Vegas all the time when I was playing AU. It felt like every tournament, which was, was just like the cruelest thing in the world. Just in like high school kids we, of Vegas you when also pointed that out. You're it's like 17 what happened to
1: Rashad Vaughn when he got drafted and he's nineteen years old. What does he do in Vegas? Yeah.
0: What is DeAndre Ayton doing here? As he's he's like nineteen, he's super famous. I'm sure having I'm, sex su- with <laughs> I'm sure. He's not allowed to drink. Like he's not allowed to have alcohol. He can't drink. Yeah, of course. I'm sure he's not drinking. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's not. That's illegal. Not. It's illegal. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that in Sin Uh-oh. City of all places. <laughs> uh but it feels like it feels like an AAU tournament in the sense that there's just always like commotion going around around the games. So there's like people coming in and out and walking around. And and it's not even and, and I noticed that because I was doing it, but then I felt bad that I was doing this. But then I looked around and realized that everybody's doing this, that no one's like actually watching the game in front of you what yeah. you're watching is like who's walking the people walking around, the the people walking yeah. around it. and that's exactly what au is like like if you go to au tournament when when we were coming up it's like you're going to see an oj mayo game but mm-hmm. then like greg oden walks in and you're like and okay, all screw, go screw there. OJ yeah. Mayo. Now I want to watch Grego and walk across the room. Mm-hmm. And then now Tom Izzo comes up and sits in the bleachers. And you're like, oh, my God, Tom Izzo's talking to Bill Self. You see that over there? So like, who's the, that's who's like how AAU
1: tournaments So go? who's the AAU MVP of NBA Summer League to, to you? Because I have one that I, I've so already had in my mind. The, the, which re, is the reframe person, the question. The person that walks into the room and everyone's like got their eyes on him and they're like, oh, what's this guy up to? Mm. Like, what's he doing? For me, Ryan Rusillo. Down- <laughs> All right, that's the right answer. Ryan Rossillo has basically taken over summer league. He's been everywhere that we've been. It was—it's was honestly uncanny how every room we've gone into. I was playing Russo blackjack was there, next yeah. to Rosillo last night for quite some time. We'd have no idea how he ended up at our table. We—he uh, has none of our contact info. I'm pretty sure he has. Not only does he not know who I am, he has no idea I've ever produced a Bill Simmons podcast with him on
0: it. I was he has sitting, no idea
1: that I—that I've ever. I was seen sitting before.
0: right beside him, and I texted him my number, and I watched him delete it from the phone <laughs> as he got the text. It
1: (laughs) moved to trash. (laughs)
0: Fuck fuck this guy.
1: Somehow he's been with us the whole time, but he definitely is the MVP in, in some respect. Donovan Mitchell is the other Donald guy. Donovan Mitchell's the he's answer, yeah. That's like definitely the that's the, the definitely. darling of the NBA Summer League at this yeah. point. Like they kept, they showed his dunk contest highlights, which I mean, you know, if you watch that dunk contest, Dennis Smith Jr. was obviously robbed. Uh, but anyways, he's watching himself win the dunk contest while well, everyone is watching... No one's watching the highlight. Everyone's watching Donovan Mitchell watch right. himself in the highlight. Right, which is very interesting, and that's the perfect example of this AAU environment. We're like, I want to see how Donovan There's, Mitchell reacts to watching himself.
0: Is that, there's first of all, there's so many current NBA players. Yes, it's, it's absolutely wild. Like Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Chris Paul was here, Rudy Gobert. We've seen uh, Jordan Bell. I'm just trying off the Hinson. top of my head, Malcolm Brogdon Malcolm was here. Brogdon. Uh, we saw Carl Towns. Yes, uh, he's still Carl to me. I don't do the Carl Anthony, he'll yeah. always be Carl Towns to me. You just call him I, KT. because I, I, I remember when he was 16 years old and uh. <laughs> and Villanueva. And you Villanueva know. lost a spot to a 16-year-old. Speaking of Villanueva, Dominican Tayshaun
1: Netflix. Prince, we saw him last night just yeah, hanging around. Yeah, but that was what I was going to say. So
0: there's like so many different level. When I say there, that there's a ton of guys just like walking around, what I mean is like there's current NBA players, like yeah. stars. There's the rookies, obviously, because they're playing in the damn things. There's like your role bench guys who like want to get noticed and are kind of like The Anthony Tollivers. Right. Anthony Tolliver. You have like and then you also have the you have obviously the head coach the head coaches are here. The assistant coaches are here. You got GMs here. Mm -hmm. You got like former players who are like you got you got the recent former players like the Tayshawn Princes, but then you've got like the older former players that are like in their forties and fifties now.
1: And then you have the it's, current former players like Vince Carter, who's like talking yes, shit to all those guys. That not actually a former player. That's what I'm also, saying. The current, current the former, current players, former players. players. He's still playing somehow, but, but he he's like, yeah, he yeah, acts yes, like, like a former player. A good you know joke. what I mean? That was a good joke.
0: Um, he's on both sides of um, it. So that's just it, it. That's basically what it is. It is just why. And, and I say all that to say, if you are a fan of basketball in the NBA and you've like wondering, should I go to summer league? Like, is it worth it? Yes. I would say it's, it's a. It's pretty. It's pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. It's like like just to walk around the whole like feeling of being. This is what this is why they have it in Vegas is because when you come to Vegas, you you do that thing where like you feel like everybody you're safe. step everybody steps off the plane in Vegas as though. Someone is like filming a documentary about their life, and they're they're on the scene. And especially if you have like more than three guys with you, and you're like walking through the airport, you're like, "We're fucking here, boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's happening." Mm-hmm. And like no one gives it. You're not that cool. No one gives a shit about you. How about that um, ride in? That but feeling. You you just like feel like you're on the scene of something special. Um, and that's what the summer league is like. You walk around these these casinos and you see guys there, and you just like you're like, "Yeah, I'm on the scene. I'm a part of this. I'm I'm included in all this." And, and,
1: it, and the guard is down because everyone is in Vegas, so it's like. They're, they're not worried about anything because like in Vegas, Vegas is the star. You know what I mean? Like that, right. that that is what everyone is is centered on and focused on. It is Vegas, the city. People are worried about like the, how they're going to experience Vegas. So everyone has their guards down. People are very friendly. People are willing to talk. One example of that is we're walking down in the middle of a hotel and Mike Conley runs from one side of a bar It sprints over to you, jumps Mm. on your back. I was
0: wondering if you're gonna say it.
1: Yeah. And it happened, folks. Mm. I mean, I don't want to gas Titus up. In fact, yeah, keep keep going. I'm not even gonna bring up one one story about what happened with Mark Titus because Mm. first of all, someone's Mm. head will explode that works at our company, most likely, because Mm. it it was such a beautiful moment of a a former coach, a man in his coaching tree. I'm in his coaching tree. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Just seeing a mentee as a mentor mentee, beautiful relationship forming there. But back to the Conley thing. Conley runs over, jumps on your back. It, and that's what people were doing in Vegas. Like people were having fun here in NBA Summer League. So if you come, people have a good time. I like, I like you did time. that. Thank you. That, yeah. ha-
0: that Conley part had nothing to do with anything. And I like, but you need, yeah. I like well, that. I just wanted to put it out there yeah, for you. you. I pre- I mean, that's what I mean. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm just
1: saying everyone has their Tell guard the Everyone's re- willing to like, th- like, I'm, I'm not going to say, if you're in Memphis, Tennessee, and you see Mike Conley, I don't know if he's going to sprint from the other
0: side of that bar and tackle you. Well, Great, well that, that's that's the part of Vegas is yeah. like, is, is what makes it. Yeah, like, like if you're here, so you're in it. You know what I mean? If I'm in, if I'm in, Columbus, Ohio. For if you're in Lexington, Kentucky, and you see Carl Towns playing craps at the craps table, mm-hmm. that's like a no. You're like, you, you can like tell people that story. You're like, oh my god, I was in this casino in Lexington, and, and Towns walks in and mm-hmm. he's playing. He's he's just running the craps table. It's not really that interesting of a story that I that we saw. Well, Towns the interesting part would be that he was 16
1: years old <laughs> and Coach Cal was there. We're in a Dominican Republic polo. But,
0: but uh, that is happening. Like, it, it's not that interesting of a story, and the players know that. That like no one's gonna blow up their spot that they're gambling or like yeah. hanging out with women that are have painted on dresses and like, like, it's like, it's like, of course, that's what we're doing. Like, and, and then,
1: and it's like, it's great. It, like you can sit down on a chair. I sat down on a chair cause I was tired and then like Brandon Knight just sitting down on a chair
0: next to me. And it's
1: just like, Oh, there's Brandon Knight. You know what I mean? Like no one, it's just like, last there night is. uh
0: we're playing blackjack and Mike baby's playing back blackjack right next to us. <laughs> this, this is the best story. We're already laughing. This was like, this is what I knew. It, like, goddamn I'm coming to summer league every year. Yeah. This is it, it. Uh, so Mike
1: Mike Bibby is a coach now for the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies have JB Bickerstaff at the top. They have oh is he? Yes, yeah, JB Bickerstaff oh, is their that head ruins coach. It. No no no. Th- let me tell you their staff. Okay, keep going. We got Bickerstaff, and then we have just a, a like a just a hodgepodge of former players that will kick your ass. Basically, you know, like hundred percent. You got Jerry Stackhouse who will punch you in the mouth. You got Nick Van Exel who will <laughs> kick you in the dick. You got Mike Bibby who will literally just flex Who's his, his just arm and a vein right? will just pop out and poke you in the eye. And then, I mean, you got just Tayshawn in the front office and like, you know what I mean? The, he the blocked pisses. Reggie Miller's shot that yeah, one time, exa- yeah. <laughs> you know, like he'll do something. Um, so you look at that staff and you're like, wow, the Grizzlies, like grit and grind, like they're not messing yeah. around. And then we got Mike Bibby, well, who has
0: gone full coach mode. I really wish you wouldn't have told me that he was a coach of the Grizzlies. Because I, so it, the you story was thought that, he was a random. I thought it was just here just because he's like he was a, a, a coach. Form, no. You thought he was
1: just like a coach for a high school team yeah, or something? Yeah, so
0: <laughs> Bibby's playing blackjack and then Javon Carter comes walking. And it's like 1 a.m. And we're playing blackjack and, and. And Bibby's playing on the table. He's not playing at our table because we we're playing like minimum hands, and he's he's at a, a higher rolling table, but it's just right next to ours. Um... And then Javon Carter I'm hundred percent sure that his table was also fifteen dollars minimum. Oh really? <laughs> that, but, but it's like five thousand max dollars maximum. Maybe I, I was trying not to put him on blast. You yeah, know? I, it's okay. That's bad for Mike Baby. Okay. If you tell people Mike Baby's playing fifteen dollars hands of blackjack, I feel like that's bad for his brand. Like no, it's not. Put, tell people he's he, was
1: on the, he was on the Grantland uh, the basketball tournament team. Uh, I, I watched him play mm. there. I was very nice to him. He threatened some people during that game. So, so Mike anyway, Baby. friend uh, of the program. At
0: one point, I'm watching Tate again. I ran out of my mo- the money that I wanted to spend. Um, I was, but Tate was playing blackjack. So I'm like sitting there coaching Tate I'm like do not hit on 19 Tate that is a bad idea do not do that <laughs> yes. um, and then B- Bibby's over there playing and every everyone's having fun and then all of a sudden I look over at one point and Javon Carter walked through and Bibby's like posting up Javon Carter on the middle of the <laughs> casino floor like coaching him telling mm-hmm. him God knows what and and that's that's that was the point of why I wish I didn't know he's a Grizzlies coach because in my mind I saw Mike Bibby, former <laughs> player, just random guy in Vegas who point, saw point out Javon Carter. Who saw like a young point guard He's yeah. like, "Come here, young bucks, let me teach you how to play point guard." And this is like 1 a.m. and he gets up from his blackjack table to teach a guy how to play point guard. And like Javon Carter has a look on his face, like, "I just want to go to bed." Oh, like, the best part about it buddy. is
1: Javon Carter. You know when you walk by someone, you just like it's like a brisk yeah. walk, and you just try to you try to do the two finger, like you know what up, man, and then you just keep going. That's what he did to Mike Bibby, right? And Mike Bibby is. Not only does he have one hand on the blackjack table, <laughs> he's also teaching this man about what what is well, like basically the fundamentals of the, basketball. The
0: other part of it that I, again, you really you really ruined my experience by knowing that he's a coach because <laughs> I, I I thought I thought I'm
1: pretty th- sure I said this last night, but I, I also thought there was like so I don't know.
0: I thought there was like this this thing where like former players, if you've reached a certain level as a former player, you can just then become you can just then offer unsolicited coaching advice to younger players. Ty Lue. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Tyler <laughs> parlayed that into a head coaching gig. Well uh, um, to where like, like, like if Mike Conley was just walking around and he, he, he bumped into Javon Carter and then he would, well, I guess they're on the same team now. I can't. I can't think of a good. Who's who, like, like, but Tayshawn's a coach too. Like, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I was thinking, like in my mind, like I wanted to do that to somebody then, because yeah. like I'm a former player. Well, I went to the, it, I went to the 2007 Final Four. Let's put it. Let's put it let's put people it,
1: forget. People do forget. It. And you had the hat on. Yeah, or you have the hat.
0: So on. like I wanted to walk around and then like bump into Luke Kennard and be like, Luke, come here. Let me show you something. Like so when you're shooting, you got your elbow right here. Yeah, what you need? In. Like lock like, it in. And, and, and I just get Quit like Luke Kennard. He's like, he's like, all right, thanks, coach. Appreciate you. And then like walk. you up. I wanted like that sort. So you telling me, Mike baby. He's like actually, I don't know. Does it C- cause, hurt? Because we saw like Chris Paul doing that. Chris Paul's sitting courtside, and he's leaning like anybody sitting by. He's leaning over, and he's like, "You see, Rob, right there? That's called a ball screen."
1: <laughs> yeah, and he, and, he, and he's literally talking to his brother, who has <laughs> yeah, been he's he's, like, he's with him the, the entire his entire life. Chris Paul is like. The best part about the Chris Paul thing is like you can see him like he's like mapping out the games like so right here he's going to set this pick and then he's going to roll and in the business we call that a pick and roll. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's just we're talking shop now. It's a little, a little basketball jargon. You might not get that. And Brandon's just looking at him. He's like, Chris, I've seen you play for 15 years. Like I, that's all you do. I, I remember Tyson Chandler. I remember the lobs. And, and and the best part about it is like if one of those players like that, that he was talking about, like there it wasn't the Rockets that were playing, he was just there watching a the game. Yeah. If like if Theo Pinson came up to Chris Paul, granted they know each other, but if he came and was like, Chris, could you like help me with this? He'd
0: probably be like, "No, like <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly." You know, like, exactly. like I'm coaching, <laughs> Chris, but Chris, he's over there coaching. That's what they're doing. It's so it's the, the dynamic is it's, it's unbelievable. And you got the head, you got the head coaches like sitting across. They're like sitting godfather courtside. Status, yes. yeah, they're Godfather. They're si- like basically what Pat Riley did for every mm-hmm. every LeBron era Heat game, where like Spolstra was like. This new coach and he's 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 good, but are we sure he's good? Is LeBron gonna get him fired? We yeah. don't really know, we don't really know Spolster yet. Mm-hmm. And then the, the camera would always cut to Riley like up there, and he's just kind of like overarching everything and no. then
1: you, it's six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and like yeah. they pulled lebron out and they show pat riley yeah. he's like, like doing mm. this thing where he has like his hand over his face and you know it's just more than himself you, you better put him yeah. in the game. and you
0: wonder if bolster is going to get executed by right and, that. and yeah. you look down and he has a
1: boost mobile walkie-talkie and he's like telling him exactly what to do take the shot <laughs> <laughs> told the one way
2: to take
0: the shot <laughs> um but that that dynamic is at play with like every single team because the head coaches of the team that most of the head coaches aren't coaching in summer league. No. I, th- I think the Suns guy, whoever he is, the, the new guy that they hired, I think he's coaching the Suns, but I don't I don't know if anyone else... Well, for thought. the most part, it's like
1: the Christians so, of the world.
0: Yeah, so it's like the, the assistants are coaching the team, but then the head coaches are always coming to these games mm-hmm. and they're sitting like courtside across the way and and it is that Godfather. It's the it's the Pat Riley dynamic, and they're just kind of overlooking it, and 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 yeah. It's it's just kind of interesting. And what's
1: watch. what's interesting about Pat Riley too is what makes me feel happy is like you know you can grow in life, and we remember Spolstra having Pat Riley do that to him, and then today. It was Spolstra and Pat Riley sitting together and got yeah, five, and they're That's both, how you knew
0: Spolstra made it. That's, they
1: both have like their hand over their face while they watch the teams. I, I do find it interesting that the coaches don't really interact with any of the players. You know what no. I mean? Like it's like you got to earn, you know, my, yeah. my respect a little bit. So they just sit there. The only person that interacted with any player was the Utah Jazz's own Quinn yeah, Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Grace Allen makes a great bounce. Well,
0: come on, he had to. He had to. But Grace
1: Allen makes a great bounce pass today. He also had two air balls for people that didn't watch. At least two. Uh, at least we, two. we saw two. There yes. might have been more. Might have been more. But he made a great bounce pass uh, for an easy layup. And he looks over and, and Quinn Steiner's, you know, front row, just looking at his boy. I mean, these guys, they're just in love already. And he like gives like a little bit of a thumbs up, like just catches his eye, and Quinn's like <laughs> gives him a nice little clap back at him. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's the most interaction I've seen between like actual coach and player, and it doesn't count because it's like those two guys are. Just yeah. they love each other. And Donovan
0: Mitchell's is why isn't Donovan Mitchell playing in this? I think Donovan Mitchell wants to play in this, by the way Donovan Mitchell He's Mitchell's been at right every there. game, right? He's he's yeah. just been
1: floating around and he like talks to every player after he like no matter who it is. Like he went up to Bam Bayou after the game and he's like, Yeah, man, I like what I'm seeing. Bam out of Bayou also is playing point guard for the Miami Heat. That's also a fun fact about Summer League, is like these guys, some of none them, of this sh- they just like, like you're playing point guard, even though you're. None you're of a this, That's
0: what I mean. Like none of this shit matters. Nobody has any <laughs> idea what the score is. Like you said, the players, <laughs> the players, and the head coaches don't like interact with each other. It, like that whole dynamic is like you, you hear about uh, like Saturday Night Live members when they talk about their yeah. auditions mm-hmm. in front of Lorne Michaels, mm-hmm. and they think they kill it and. Like every single, every single one of them seem to have the same stories. Like they do their little thing, and Lorne Michaels is just straight face looks at him is like, "Cool, thanks." And then they're like, "Well, I, I fucking blew that." And then they walk away. Um, that's kind of what the summer league thing looks like. Is like guys make a play, and they look to like Pat, Coach Riley. do you see that? And Coach Riley is like, uh, cool, thanks." He's like, "Who's number seventy <laughs> one? Who's, who's this guy?" He turns out it's Yancey Maiden, and then we're like, Yonte. Him and Bolster just looking at each other, like trying to make sense of who these guys are. Like, who the hell are these guys? Um. Anyway, that's that. Anything else from Summer League that we need to tell the people about? I mean, the, the, the scores, people make so much. Yeah, don't, anything that you hear from Summer
1: League is basically, like, that is someone trying to make their own narrative about something that they saw. It's, which again, is,
0: it's this is what the NBA does best. It's yeah. that you take something that doesn't fucking matter, and you try mm-hmm. to convince people that it matters. Yes, That's the Summer League. That's every story coming out of Summer League is like, Summer League, honestly, you could pause any game at any point in time mm. and ask, everybody involved in the game, what is the score? And all of them be like, I have no fucking clue, but I'm trying to get this contract. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> that's, like, that's what the whole five is. Yes, that's what everyone's and, here doing. And so, and then, and then, you know, like the, the magic go four and or something. And then the Orlando fans are like, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. If you've seen Isaac, and Bamba,
1: who's going to mess with those two? <laughs> And you're like, uh probably the Either rest way, of the NBA.
0: Don't put any stock at any of this. None of it matters. Um but it, is, my fun. it, but it is, is fun. but it's fun. So yeah. it, like if you're thinking about coming, I would say definitely come. It's like worth it, come walk around, meet people, meet Tate and I we're coming every year now. Yeah. Like we're, we're we, well,
1: we hope so. I mean, we did get kicked out. We're we're oh, we get kicked out. We're the only media people. Let's wrap with this story. Tell the story. We are the only let's, media let's people uh that have ever been able to one infiltrate where all of the players and coaches sit. Uh we are sitting we were there for about three hours. We had no idea that we weren't allowed to be here but we've just been sitting there and you know uh, we, we were nice enough to have some like NBA people that are working and they're talking to us and they're you know bringing up you know random people in college so you know uh, Mitch Kupchak is about you know two two rows behind us the entire Charlotte Hornets continue Teron right, right behind us they showed him on the big screen he was eating a piece of pizza and he was so pissed that they showed yeah. him because he, he knew, was totally mad for the rest of the he, whole
0: day because he knew that as they were showing him on the big screen they were like and there's that fucking asshole who just <laughs> lost LeBron who's about to get fired and he like he like, like knew that that's what everyone's talking about. I said, like, get this camera out of my face,
1: dude. Like I'm not trying to
2: do this right now. I
1: turned around five minutes after they showed him and he was still shaking his head in disappointment. Yeah. He was very upset about it. So that's where we're sitting right now. You know, like we're in the middle of all these guys. And, you know, we're talking to a couple of people and they're asking us, like, you know, you know, where's Coach Cal? Like, you know, what do you feel about Marcus Lee out there? Like, you know, just, just shooting the shit. And somehow, you know, we end up talking about Coach K and Duke as we're prone to do. And, you know, Mitch Kupchak's, you know, two rows behind us, probably listening to us the entire time. And it's like, who are these two assholes that like, should never be here? They should have a
0: podcast. I'd subscribe to that. <laughs> yeah, what,
1: what were they talking about? Like, how is this happening? Yada, yada, yada. Kyle, producer Kyle, uh, a friend of the program and a man that we both adore, shows up in the in the, the, the <laughs> players' section. They have, like, the ball boys sitting in front. He's got his sunglasses on. He has a drink. He comes and sits down. He's, like, out of swingers or something.
0: He's got a full beer. <laughs> He's
1: got a full beer. Sits down next to us, and we're getting louder and louder. And then the last thing I heard is Titus pronounced to the world. I mean, Coach K is basically the Bernie, Bernie Madoff of college basketball at this point. <laughs> And, and about two minutes after that, the you know, the security guy comes up, He's like, guys, what are your credentials? Like, let me see him. You can't sit
0: here. Kyle, yeah.
1: like, you definitely can't drink yeah. here.
0: And <laughs> you definitely can't wear sunglasses <laughs> like an asshole. Like, what is happening? And and we got so mad because Tate and I were like, dude, we're legitimate journalists. <laughs> like, like, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, Brad Stevens, five minutes ago, just walked by and shook my hand, sir. And asked about your family. Yeah, he's like, How are your parents, Titus? Yeah. I and mean, he come said, on. You're in my coaching tree, Mark. And he said, Coach Titus, how you doing? Sir. Brad, to you and the guy was and then and then we stopped and thought about it. we were like yeah this is a pretty bad look that we were just
1: <laughs> I was so glad I didn't talk to anyone of note over there because then, it
0: would have been really bad so we get kicked out and we sent uh, we sent Kyle to get Billy Billy Preston was doing an <laughs> autograph signing <laughs> for about two hundred dollars before taxes we took we knew that kyle was in the right frame of mind to just do anything we told him to do (laughs) so they announced on the pa system uh billy preston is signing autographs Mm -hmm. and we date i look at each other like who the hell would get in line for billy preston's autograph and then we thought us wilson kyle so we go kyle you should go get billy preston's autograph he goes really and we're like yeah it'd be funny so kyle gets up and goes about 45 minutes later, I get a text from Kyle that's like, dude, I just realized I don't have anything for him to sign <laughs> except my... P- There's nothing. He's, and, and, and his qualifier was, the guy in front of me took his sock
1: off. Should I do that? I'm like, no. to Keep your socks on. He goes, I have, I have a box of cigarettes and a, one <laughs> and
0: a single dollar bill. Dude, so he gets- and
1: let's be honest, Billy Preston definitely signed a box of cigarettes in Lithuania. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. In Bosnia, like he definitely <laughs> signed a box of cigarettes. Did
0: Reluca <laughs> cigarettes yeah, Luka, Luka, Luka <laughs> Luka Doncic
1: is about 280 pounds. It, like, the, it's unbelievable, that, it's unbelievable that Luka Doncic weighs more than DeAndre Ayton and has somehow been crowned as the greatest player I swear in the to God,
0: Luka Don- I saw Luka Doncic <laughs> just ripping heaters at halftime <laughs> of the Mads game. He's like, I'm not getting into this game. And they're like, sir, there's no smoking over here. I was like, I'm Lu- I was the EuroLeague MVP at 19 years old. Yeah, I can do whatever yes, I want.
1: my name is Luka. Uh, the only person that was upset once he saw Luka smoking cigarettes was Vladi Divac because he was like, I should have drafted <laughs> <"Is> that like, <laughs> guy. He's like, that was my guy. He's like, I really misinterpreted the <laughs> situation.
0: So Kyle, oh goddamn. man, fun, time, fun times with Las Vegas. So Kyle comes back and he did get Billy Preston to sign the one dollar yes. bill, and that's the end of that story. Is that Billy Preston? It's a, a ripped
1: up one dollar bill. We're gonna frame it like it's our. First a man
0: dollar. who wh- news is just broken that Kansas is tacitly. Is it? Is that how you pronounce that word? Sure. Tacitly. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Tacit. <laughs> tacitly implicated or get, they're going to get subpoenaed or something Yahoo all use the word tacitly. i don't know how to pronounce it i don't know what it means i don't want to look also, it up so
1: let's, let's let, this is the I, same thing you know how we just had summer league none of the news that comes out of there matters none of the news that come out of the
0: yahoo reports matter i know until it, they matter
1: so like everything whatever word they used it but it,
0: but kyle th- either way you slice it billy preston <laughs> was involved he, he he hit a he hit a fire hydrant yeah uh he he Never played a second for Kansas after that. Um,
1: we made it. We made a and, nice and, thing that they were gonna. They were gonna Billy Preston prove Cleveland get rid of the fire hydrants, get, all get right rid of the witnesses. And then made the I made
0: the joke. We, I made the as we were watching the game. I was like, How can Billy Preston here? Hey, everybody, pretend like this is like a um uh, a natural. Pretend like what I'm about to say is like a natural. It fits into a conversation. And yes. it's just like mm-hmm. all it's mm-hmm. all organic. This all happened organically. Yes. Hey, Billy Preston can't play in the NBA. How is he gonna drive around a defender? He can't even drive around a fire hydrant. Boom, roasted got him um, so this man who was involved in uh, uh, a scandal of some sort we're not really sure what uh, who's to say we had Kyle producer Kyle have him sign a one dollar bill had him sign a legal American tender and he did and that's the story do you know it what the funny.
1: best thing could have been if Billy Preston just took the dollar from Kyle <laughs> put and put fine. it in his pocket <laughs> that would have been the best story. that would have been awesome
0: is there anything else from Las Vegas that we need to tell the people about um, before we get to our Duncan Robinson interview I don't think
1: so, other than uh, Sfima Kailuk, one of the friends of the Ukraine makers, you have uh, named this young man. Uh, He signed a deal with the Lakers, uh, a three-year deal, which is impressive. Um, I can't believe that that happened. What what I would say is, like, Summer League, there's been so many college guys that I think that have superseded expectations as far as, like, what their availability and ability is in the NBA. And we talked to an NBA guy today, and I think that the NBA is trying to lean more towards some character guys like that that mm. will help build up teams. Let's
0: clean up the game. Let's clean up the game. Let's Jack Cooley, game let's up. get him in there. Come on. Jack Cooley.
1: And Luke Herringote is him. playing here as well. Luke- I <laughs> don't know what Mike Bray has done at Under Armour, but he's made some sort of backhand deal to get these guys in NBA Summer League. So shout out to Mike Bray. Matty Farrell is Ma- playing it. Matty we- Farrell with the the hair slicked back. Matty Farrell right. looks like he's working on Wall Street, but he's out here playing for the Miami Heat. So... God That's love beautiful. him. We saw
0: our boy J.P. McCure, too. Oh, that, man. That J.P. dapped us yeah. up. He was very happy. No to sleeves. Be on the yeah, no, no sleeves. sleeves. Dude, Leg- the Hornets have a fun leggings. team, by the way. I,
1: I, Mark Titus, how how exciting were you? First of all, we got the Mark Titus Bowl, so we got to see both your teams, the Cavaliers and the Pacers, duel yep. it out. You were excited about that. Yep. And then the Hornets walk in. They're wearing all Jordan gear. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good. Uh, someone thought I worked for the Hornets last night. That's that. Uh, we, uh, what, what's that? Uh, <laughs> And I yelled at them, I am not affiliated with the Hornets. Please don't listen to anything I say.
0: All right. We are going to get our, our Duncan Robinson interview. The very first guest that you and I both interviewed jointly. Yes. Who knew... I guess let's add this qualifier. Who knew he was going to be on the show? Because we, we did have KOC we on. We should
1: have teased it as D. Robinson. So everyone thought it was D. Dave David Robinson. That's the kind or of guy. Or Duncan.
0: We're going to have Duncan on.
1: What if you saw Tim David Duncan, Robinson yeah. at the blackjack table go up to DeAndre Aiden and say, let me show you how Dude, I post up of, somebody.
0: That could have been the one. We're going to get to the interview in a second because he just thought, you gave me another thought. Um, I, I had this idea with Greg where... Um, I get because Greg, Greg's like bored. He, the man made millions of dollars. He, he's pretending like he's going back to Ohio State to get his degree. We're gonna have him on, by the way, in, in the next couple. I'm going weeks. to Columbus um, next week. Yeah, I'll be yeah, we're Columbus. Gonna, we're gonna interview yeah. Greg. We'll talk to him about this. But uh, I had an idea for him to do like a TV show where basically like all these retired NBA players who are all like seven feet tall like get together and they just like it's almost like a flash mob, but they don't mm-hmm. dance and it's not like the corniest shit you've ever seen. They just basically all show up together somewhere and. Like like imagine like seven guys who are all seven feet tall, just just but 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 not together. Like I, I I here here picture this. So you're 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 a Starbucks barista or something, and then Greg Oden walks in, and like everyone's kind of looking. I'm like, wow, that dude's this is this is kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe I just saw seven. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later, like a different seven footer walks in. No like, one no that's, one noticed and, the difference. Yeah, and they're like, well, that's, that's weird. Works. And then this like this just sort of keeps happening, and then like. Over time you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And and we have hidden cameras set up and that's the whole thing. That was my idea. Yeah, it's that's like my the seven doors, but it's yeah. the seven, seven. And I say buddies. that say that that's like kind of what Summer League's like, because you see like all these like tall guys walking around and just like everyone's just in their heads. Like, speaking of shit, tall, tall
1: guys, guys, Marvin Bagley yeah, is just yeah, as tall as Jaron Jackson,
0: which was a Ooh. a thing that we had to debunk. Who's the best who's the best player? Uh let's 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 end with this. Who's who's the best player you've seen in Summer League before? Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. I would say uh I haven't watched enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would, were would say uh, they've been playing games. Yeah, they've been true? playing. Yeah,
2: it's
1: been out there. I, I thought you were gonna say Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner has been good though. Oh, we're gonna talk that was about my him, that yes. was my suck up point before Duncan comes in. So Mo Wagner been great in summer league. Let's just get to the interview. <laughs>
0: All right, we are here with friend of the program, yes. uh, the man who who turned me into a Michigan fan for like, what was it, like a week and a half, Tate? It was, was about, uh, yeah, like eight days. The man who big-timed us at the Final Four because he was like, guys, please stop texting me. I have a game to play. <laughs> and I was like, I, you're playing Loyola. They fucking suck. Yes. You're going to beat them anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson, fresh of off your, what would you say, your first career technical? Second career technical. Second today, career technical, league. yeah. What was the
3: last one? Uh, fifth grade, um, rec league, it was Spalding High School. What gym. happened? Uh, we were losing. The game was over. We were probably down 10. Oh, wow. Uh, so I got you, got, you got a bad attitude. Yeah, I got called for a travel. <laughs> I slammed the ball, um, you know, went straight up. They teed me up. Uh, to this day, probably the maddest I've ever seen my mom at me. Um, at are you? Are you? Yeah. 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 Oh, she yeah, was furious. Yeah. Like, the car ride home wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to me. Um, did you think about kicking the ball
1: this is around Tracy McGrady times so this would be a good time to punt the ball but you went no a I wasn't
3: quite I wasn't quite that reckless of a okay, kid yeah. um, but it's funny to bring it full circle she texted me after today and she was like you know what I kind of like the T so <laughs> you know what we kind of we like the tea too we, yeah, we it was good for the today. bad boy brand we were we were, we were I, right. yeah, I appreciate that you know just trying to you know and we're also in the media bit.
1: section so like one of the rules yeah. of like you know big media is like you don't clap you don't care don't about cheer. these guys you're objective uh, we're cheering for you hit the first three of the game today against grace now the yeah. enemy of this podcast you hit the first three <laughs> yeah how was it
0: let, let me ask you that how was yeah. it like have you played against grace allen before I never have Th- this is the first time so were you
3: were you scared for your life out there uh, I'm on the same court with Grayson. It, like it never really crossed my mind. Uh, I've had nothing but positive interactions with Grayson. In all well, honesty. Me, I understand his track damn, record kind of speaks what, for for itself. but, but, but we're,
1: we're, we're actually team Grayson now, or at least like are we, we're are we? getting, we're getting on the fence of team Grayson because he's, he's really cleaned himself up. I don't know what happened. I don't know what yeah. he's on these days, but first of all, everyone that uh, like people have gone in, like Carolina guys have been like, I wanted to hate the guy at the combine. But he's the nicest guy. He's so personable. Wow. He asked me about my family. Yeah. Asked me about where I'm from. He shook my hand. He looked me in the eyes, and I'm like, wow. "What is this, Grayson? Like yeah, Grayson, is just, the Grayson, the I Redemption know. Tour of Grayson Allen has been wild. So, congratulations to Grayson. Uh, back to the better player, Duncan Robinson.
0: Back, to, to, the, to, Robin back to the big news of the day. We are talking to you. What is this? Like 12 hours after you sign your two way contract? Uh,
3: less than that. Probably less about, than that. Probably about six. That's exciting count, yeah. stuff. So, explain to
0: our listeners what two way contract means. Does that mean you have to play offense and defense? Is that what the two way means? Unfortunately, yeah, you should I fire don't. your agent if that's. Yeah I would be like, I don't play offense. Just give me the one-way contract. Uh, I only shoot.
3: I wish there was a contract where that was the case. I would for sure uh, sign up for that one. But yeah, no, it's basically um, back and forth between the Heat. Um, and Sioux Falls. Oh, that's Dakota. exciting! Yeah. Which so, what city advised. is
1: that in Florida? <laughs> yeah, uh, the is there a Florida. waterfall there? Is there a water park? That's like the funniest.
0: <laughs> that's <like> the <laughs> f- they had to have Wait, done that on what? purpose. They had to have been like, what? You know, they have they have all these G League teams, and then they're like, what would be the funniest pairing of Miami, Florida? Would be like it's Sioux Falls. That'd but I awesome. think
1: that's the greatest threat for Pat Riley because he's like, how do I get these guys to want to work their way yeah, up no to be worry. on the team? He's like, let's buy Sioux Falls. That's what we need to get. I
3: think that was actually part of the the plan. They talked about it being in, <laughs> in Palm Beach. And they were like, we don't want guys to think that they've made it, you know, when they're on a two-air in the G <laughs> yeah. League. So let's send them to Sioux Falls. D- so. Send
0: a message. I like that. You met it. Pat Riley? Yeah. 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 Did, was he wearing his championship
3: rings when you met him? Did um, he one put time, the rings the on one the time table? I met
0: him, one time I
3: yeah,
0: did you give you the LeBron pitch? Did you get the LeBron pitch? Uh no. no. Oh God. Um
3: I don't think he was wearing the race. He had the had the hair going though. Um yeah. had the, the And he was look. there
1: today. I mean, do so when you're yeah. playing, they're sitting, him and Spolstra, their baseline so that you can see both of them. If you're shooting free throws, you can see them looking at you. Does it get in your head a little bit? Because they're doing like power poses, like both of them. They're just like sitting there. And they
0: like lean over and they kind of whisper to each other. Like, I wonder what they're saying to each other. Like, Yante
1: Mayton had this huge block and I just
0: see Spolster lean over and I'm like, like, good job,
1: Yante, You did it. Yes, yes. Or
0: no, he's like... This guy fucking just <laughs> <laughs> like, cut his ass. <laughs> what are we get dinner tonight? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> Let's go play back, backdraft. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, what goes through your head as you're like, like, d- does that does that factor into it? Like, because so summer league is designed for all of all of these guys are guys like you are playing for contracts. You're playing to you know you're you're undrafted, so now you're trying to you're playing against these guys who. Basically, everybody's coming from different points of view. You have the literally the number one pick in the draft is playing yeah. in the summer league, yeah. and then you have guys Barely. like Jack Cooley, who's like 37 years old and has been working at Kroger as a <laughs> cashier for the last Cooley, six years. Apparently, that's yeah. that's all I've been hearing. So, you got this whole gamut of people, and everyone's like after different things. Like, how, how do you focus on what you're here for? How do you like block it? Like, th- does all that play into all this? What, Don't hang out with Jack Cooley, that, <laughs> that would be the number one advice I give.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty cool experience, like you said. I mean, people literally coming in from all over. And on top of that, like, the entire NBA and anyone that's trying to, you know, aspire to be in the NBA, whether that be front office or coaching or players, everyone's here. So Media. Or or, or, <laughs> or, or <laughs> media. So it's a it's a cool collection of people. Um, you run into, like, a ton of people that, you know, you might have crossed paths with at some point or another. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. One of
1: those guys is Isaac Haas, who you played today, uh, a Big Ten legend. Were you worried about the handshake line? <laughs> Be careful. Um, be careful, be careful. Dude. No, no, no. Just come the up. hands. He's got huge hands. I mean, oh, yeah, you don't yeah, want to go yeah, in yeah, and like hate. try to shake right. his hand and you don't want to crush your hand. You just signed a contract. You want to get way. You don't want to crush your hand. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. That's yeah, what.
3: It was. That's yeah, what, what come mad. on. What do you think? What are you
1: talking about? Come on.
3: Um... <laughs> that, that, uh, that that was a uh, potential concern that was uh, discussed amongst mm-hmm. our team and mm-hmm. at one point. He's but a big man. He is. He is. It's uh, it's interesting to see him not in the Purdue basketball system where literally the entire focus of every possession is to just get him a post-touch. Um, So it's kind of nice to not have to worry about let's, that for 40 minutes straight. Let's transition to
0: big Ten basketball because mm-hmm. that's what we really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Screw the NBA. Can you believe kinda- Nigel Hayes is playing in the summer league? <laughs> <week? laughs> No, uh, so you guys did not win the Big Ten last year. You finished two games behind Ohio State. Um, Not Correct. that I remember. Yeah. Uh, why, Great year Why? for the Bucs. Why did you suck for so long and then decide to be good late in the year? What was it? I... Uh, is Tom Izzo now your head coach? That was his yeah. old play. Yeah, what, did, did Izzo and Beeline? <laughs> I think Beeline just there a Freaky took, Friday yeah. situation? Yes, that like, makes what sense. Happened? I no,
3: I mean, I think ever since I've been in Michigan, I think that's like quintessential coach Beeline. I mean, we just get mm-hmm. better as the year goes on. It's like on purposely suck all year. Yeah. yeah so, January, you know, February, Beeline. Yeah, everyone lets their guard down in December. You know, this you guys look a like garbage team against best. Ohio State early oh, year. Oh, terrible, yeah. I mean, that was one of the worst losses of my career. Do you, um, do you blame Dockage for that? You gave him all the secrets on your it podcast last season. Yeah, there he's, was probably, he's probably a, scouting you out. So after the game in that handshake line, I was I was pissed. I was like I said, probably the worst loss of my career. And uh, you know he wanted like the embrace, you know whatever for the cameras, like taking jersey off, yeah, and like some, it. Yeah, 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 something like Soccer that. And, <laughs> and I just I just cold shoulder. I was so pissed. Um, and he texted me after the game. He's like, really, like he was genuinely yeah, disappointed. He was, he, was, he was like, really, man, and uh it was nice to get him back on our senior night so do
0: you uh I, I'm, I'm curious your where, where did you grow up first of all
3: uh newcastle new hampshire
0: so you were not a michigan fan growing no, up no. you would not say that you were a fan of michigan no. No, um, no. What, what,
1: I, as a state what does new hampshire pull for that that's, that's the issue and <laughs> seth, <laughs> seth Myers. sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some truth okay around. we can update nessa SNL okay um, com- comedians yeah.
3: I mean that's the issue of growing up in New England. There's literally, I mean, who am I going to root for? UNH or mm-hmm. UMass? It's like mm-hmm. there's nothing there. So it's mostly just professional teams. Marcus you know?
1: Camby
0: was there that one time. Yeah. So, he was. Uh, well, the the question I have for you is that uh, I I did not grow up an Ohio State fan, and I you know I I don't know if people need to be reminded. I played at Ohio State. Um, did you? But I never really got sucked into the Ohio State Michigan basketball rivalry. When I was there, I never really felt like we had much rivalry. What were your feelings, story? Because you said Ohio State was the worst loss of your career. Is it because you guys played like trash, or did, was there an element of like the rivalry? Did you do? Basically, my question is: Do you care about the Ohio State Michigan basketball
3: rivalry? I mean, I I do, um, but I will say like I think that rivalry is made to be out. Um, like a bigger deal than it actually is. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. think. I think basketball. It's, Michigan State. It's Michigan, Michigan State. State uh, yeah. And and I get the football thing. I mean, football obviously there, that's like the big rivalry, the game or whatever. Um, but I. I the reason I say it's the biggest loss is just because just of the circumstance. It's,
0: wasn't it like annoying? Like every time you had to play Ohio State, like the fans are getting excited about it, and you're just like, it's like I don't really, I don't know. Like we have a there's a dude on the team that was my teammate last year. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But
3: I don't know. It's. I mean, it's still a rivalry, but I think it's all tiered out. I mean, But I think, it's a
0: rivalry in the sense of like every Big Ten school is a rivalry. Right? That's true. That's you know true. What I mean, I mean like, I, I, we
3: take like the Indiana game, I think, is just as big for right, us. We yeah. have a ton of guys from Indiana. Um, but I mean, Wisconsin's the same way because like Coach Beeline views us in Wisconsin as like yeah. two teams like play alike. So he takes a ton of pride in that game. So I, I wouldn't like put it over any of the other ones, quite honestly. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's talk about the let's talk about the final four run. The uh, you're going. We we got a, We met you in Los Angeles mm-hmm. for the first time. That was fun. Yeah. Um, at what point in the final was it the shot to beat Houston? I, I, I'm all over the place. At what point in this run did you feel like there was something magical happening? Was it the the Jordan Poole shot? Yeah, to beat Houston, so, yeah. and you're like, yeah, wait, it's, there might be something here that, yeah, yeah. Or were I, you just always like business-like? At any no. point in it, could you like appreciate what was happening, or were you just trying to win basketball? Yeah?
3: I think the Jordan Pool shot was. I we all took a little time to like kind of celebrate yeah. that one
1: because um, he just could not believe it. I mean, the only person like, that believed it was Swaggy Pool was him. Yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. He was he's very like he was like yeah of course. Like he yeah. looked at everyone's like yeah of course I made the shot. Everyone's like Jordan, what the hell? Like you did like we're so proud of you.
3: Yeah, now that I mean that was insane. But we also felt like if you can win a game like that. And not play well, then yeah. at some point you're going to play well. We did. We played really well against Texas and AM. Didn't really play that great against Florida State, but still won. Well, and they also we had like, no idea how much yeah. time was left on the
1: clock. Uh, Leonard <laughs> yeah, Hamilton also, was ready to yeah. go. <laughs> that helps. He's yeah. like, Elite Eight, we did it. I got to get out of here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a crazy run. Obviously, you know, we got killed in the championship. Wish it could have been a little bit different. We didn't play well in the championship either. I mean, credit to them. They were, you know. Did you cry? uh be honest did you cry I in the locker room i didn't lost? so coach b had everyone go around and give a little, sweat. Give a little sweat. speech yeah um i'll i can honestly say i just got choked up i was like you know it, yeah. it was just tough getting the words out but i there was it wasn't like i was like falling or anything who
1: was yeah. crying if you don't mind me asking <laughs> uh,
3: Actually, you know, surprising was <laughs> Jordan Poole. Jordan he was, oh, he was like, he was balling. That's the like, first like,
1: time he ever thought he wasn't going to win the national title. So, yeah, no,
3: 100, 100, 100%. And I remember, like, Charles was, like, embracing him and, like, hugging him and Jordan was just, like, Hysterically crying. Well, he, like, he did. Was he, he looking
0: a, for the camera the entire yeah. time? <laughs> Someone did an analysis of like how much money he's going to make off that shot against Houston if they win the national championship. It's just they didn't win. He's like, God damn it! Yeah. That's why he's cried. Uh, what? So, who who are your favorite teammates on Michigan? That that uh, this is this is uh, you know, we we got to know you guys really well. Not we, as in me and Tate. I mean, like America, America. Yeah. As you yeah. went on this run, we got like. This was one of the more likable, Mich- a lot of the Michigan teams are likable, but I found myself like really rooting for like, obviously Wagner, yeah. a lot of attention. The 2013 team, watch. obviously, is another team You have there, a anyway. fun story, which we, we should probably ask about that if we were doing our jobs properly. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, But you guys all have this stuff. So like, who, who are the guys that you hung with the most and all that?
3: I mean, Mo and I were roommates this past year. Yeah. So naturally, Mo, um the funny thing is, so we played the lakers last week and i didn't realize how much i hate playing against him i love oh, yeah. him i love him when he's yeah. my teammate but like all the bullshit he does with the you know bitching at the refs and complaining and just like yes. just the extra like corniness <laughs> that he brings to a game is like Really frustrating which, when I, you're not which, on the team. I will say
1: I did point out, and everyone got upset yeah. about. It. People were Yeah, I called, called him, him a media whore. And- well,
3: so that that line got a ton <laughs> got a ton of play in our apartment. Like he couldn't stop. <laughs> he, no, no, he, he literally he couldn't stop talking about. It. He goes, I can't believe they called me a media whore. And I thought, dude, it, was, I thought it was hilarious. I know,
0: I know Wagner's going to be listening to this. He's it there, wasn't a, sure. it He's wasn't gonna a we, it was an Let's eye. say this. Mo, you, uh, can we talk about in the Big Ten tournament, I will never. I, I forget <laughs> who you we're playing, but I'll never forget like the image in my head. You get an and one. Oh, yeah. You know exactly what oh, I'm talking oh, for about. sure, yeah. You yeah. get an and one. You go to flex to <laughs> yeah. the fans, and this dude just cuts right in front of you and flexes to the fans. He took it one valor.
1: That's what it was. It was more upset about those times.
3: So he'll defend it relentlessly that he wanted to celebrate with me like he wanted yeah. to have this moment with yeah. me but i agree i mean i agree i was like you know our whole like family section was right there you were tj huzmanzada yeah. and he was ocho
1: cinco you know he's just like running in front of you all the time
3: a hundred percent i mean that's what it felt like yeah. um but you know nonetheless it was you know he's an awesome we got to play with brings a ton of energy so um he, he's he's been nothing but great
0: i sincerely apologize to him for the for you, that don't, you
3: don't need to do that. he's over it at, this at, point. at what point against
0: villanova did you realize you guys had no shot whatsoever because uh, the Florida get when I I'll answer mine first because I need to remind people I played in the national championship <laughs> in Florida. Um, ours was like not until like five. I, I was dumb enough to think with like five minutes left we still have a shot, and we in retrospect never had a chance mm-hmm. ever. I will and, say this in retrospect. I hate to I hate to be the one to say this to you. You guys probably never really had much of a chance against Villanova. So at what point in that game were you
3: like? They I They might s- be better than us. I would say early. Second half when they were literally just taking turns shooting yeah. like NBA threes, mm-hmm. like one through five, mm-hmm. um, you know, first half, we had some foul trouble. I had two fouls. I think somebody, I think Charles might've had two fouls and we had kind of been there the first 10 minutes. Uh, and then I think they pushed it to maybe like 11 at halftime. But when they came out in the second half and like I said, they were just still just letting them fly and everything was going in. So
1: were they talking?
3: Because they're, they're a very really. strange
1: team because they, they don't do that at all. But yeah. you feel like they are very like, – like amongst each other, they're very confident, like, I confident, I confident but they don't ever up. say anything. But yeah. yeah no, was,
3: they, they didn't really say anything. They were,
1: they it's were not like Sister Jean who's like talking from the yeah. sideline, like can't stop running her mouth. Yeah, you
0: murdered Sister Jean, dude. <laughs> yeah. You guys murdered Sister Jean. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, that were very, was the, uh, we were very excited about that.
3: When I was uh, running out after the game, and I think somebody got a clip of it, but Jordan Hill – or sorry, Jordan Poole ran in front of me and Sister Jean was getting wheeled off. Yeah. And Jordan Poole goes up to her and like embraced her or something. Just like another <laughs> moment. You, knowing, knowing, you, knowing, the camera, knowing the camera's right behind him, filming the whole of thing. Of course, exactly. Um God, but just another, best. you know, funny Jordan. Well,
1: Poole moment. It, once again, he knew that he was going to beat Sister Jean, so he was like, Let me get this moment really Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do 100%. you, yeah, you feel mom.
0: personally responsible for the national championship game that you didn't score six points? And, and like just really every game that became the thing where like yeah. every time you score six points, you guys win. Did, at any point, did you go to John Beeline and say, why do you not just start me and let me shoot like every shot and get my six points and we can win?
3: Because I've, I felt like it needed to happen organically. Like I really believed in that stat. I thought it was a real thing uh, for whatever reason. But I, I thought about that, but I thought it would have been like
0: out of, of character. Yeah. Like yeah.
3: breaking the the momentum that uh, we had. Um, but yeah, I mean the six point uh, that was bizarre. I can't tell you how many people came up to me like in the streets of Ann Arbor, just like. Did you make like, sure you score six? Make I was sure kind you of joking seven.
0: about the the national championship, but like, it, w- was there sort of a pressure? Like if if maybe not a national championship, but say like a random like we, if if we knew about the stat in February and you're playing Indiana and you score four points and you guys lose to Indiana, is part of you like. Maybe that's my fault. Yeah. Do you like go up maybe, to Swaggy Pool and you say, "Pass yeah. me the ball, Swaggy." Or or, or, or yeah, do you mad at your teammates. Like, you got to give me the ball so mm-hmm. like I can, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: There were there were only a couple of times where I was actually conscious of it. Yeah. Uh, Ohio stayed at home on senior night. I think I went to the line with like a minute and a half left with like five points. So I was like, all right, I got to make at least <laughs> one of these. All right, <laughs> um, one for two. But like, other, other than that, like, mm-hmm. I think for the most part, I kind of got him. You know. A, With a certain amount of time to go, or like in the first half, I kind of just got it out of the way. Um, In the Loyola game, I don't think I scored in the first half, but then I hit two threes to start the second half. And then everyone was like, "Oh, we're good now."
1: Concourse, we were looking through as you were hitting the threes, and we were just celebrating in the crowd. Everyone's like, "Who are these people? Is this Duncan's family?" I I, I can't
3: stress
0: it enough. It was a very bizarre experience for me to cheer for you guys on this on this run. I appreciate it. It was very. We're an objective podcast. The support support mental. The
1: first guest we had was a Duke player, Harry Giles. The second guest is a Michigan player, Duncan Robinson. I mean. What are, what are they? they I, yeah, uh, I
0: mentioned earlier you had a cool story. I think most people that follow Big Ten basketball and and know who you are know that you're a Division twelve. Was it twelve or just three? Three, just three. three. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and then you, before transferring to Michigan. So my question to you is, do you hate your high school coach for not
3: getting you better looks coming out of high school? Uh I don't, but my mom does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My okay. mom. We actually got into a, a heated discussion. Your mom called him this morning, was like,
1: Pat Riley thinks my son yeah. is an NBA player. So no, a bitch.
3: It's uh it's fine. So I did a fifth year of high school because I, I literally yeah. needed to. I didn't have anywhere to, to play college basketball and I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I my first initial high school experience was a tough one. Like he he just didn't know anything about basketball court. Exactly. Like we tough. You're we, in New Hampshire. It's folks. not a good situation. Yeah, he like, <laughs> he didn't have a, he didn't have a whiteboard. Like we didn't do did film. He, did he just do like,
1: weekend updates gets to you? And you were just like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is not going to help me.
3: <laughs> it was, it was literally just like roll the ball out and play. And, and at, you know, in fairness to him oh, too, I I wasn't. Coached, uh, <laughs> in fairness to him, though, I wasn't much of a, a player back then either. Yeah, it, did you took, grow? Did you grow? Yeah I, mean, I, yeah, I was. I was like five six as a freshman and okay. So yeah, gotcha. so I grew late, and then you know, when you grow like that, obviously I was super skinny and mm-hmm. it took me some time to kind of get used to the get used to the handles so, yeah like you're like yeah. at a different level yeah exactly like eye line everything yeah 100 what so. college did you go to what was
0: the first place you went uh, I, i've heard this like 400 times I'm gonna, as soon as you walk out the door i'm gonna forget what you said williams yeah. college williams yeah. college um so do you feel like some sort of connection to them are they trying to claim you it's like the, is there a uh, thing
3: there they i mean they're they still show support uh and love i mean i i loved i loved my time the are they retiring is, your jersey I don't think so. Retire no. the jersey. Williams. Yeah, please. What are we doing? Come um on. but I I mean a lot of people don't know this. I would have stayed there all four years if my coach had stayed. Um you know, really? I, yeah, I was really close to him and he took a division one job. <laughs> Thank and God he uh, did. yeah. <laughs> Why did <laughs> yeah. he take you with him? I I was gonna I okay. was I was thinking about it. Where'd he go? Um, he went to Marist. Okay. Has, yeah, Rick Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has uh, unfortunately has since been fired. But <laughs> you know, he, he had a good run he had a good run there. Uh And, uh, you know, I thought about going with him, but then Coach Beeline called and you know I committed on my business. And so. and how
1: did Beeline have any idea about Williams College, about Duncan Robinson, about your coach going to Maryland? Like I don't like- So he
3: so he was an assistant for Beeline at West Virginia. Okay. So that's a bad so dude Beeline,
0: Beeline gets I swear Beeline gets like these recruiting notebooks where they it starts with like the best player, like the yeah. five stars and mm-hmm. then just like moves down mm-hmm. and he takes like the first twenty pages and just rips them out and throws them <laughs> yeah. away and he's like, All right, now let me start She's with like three all right. stars. Coach Cal's got those yeah. guys yeah. Yeah. screw all those guys. <laughs> screw these divas. Get those assholes out of here. All right now some real players yeah uh, spike Old. so how was the transition to Michigan like because uh, one of the things that jumped out to me before I ever knew you personally I, I obviously watched you playing on Michigan mm-hmm. and they would always talk about how you're the D3 transfer And I was like there's no possible way that this guy would be this confident like I noticed right away you like stepped in and there was no feeling out period there's no like I'm I'm kind of like a walk on, but because I played D three, feels but I'm like kinda, you've been there forever. Because like yeah. most people would think, like if you're yeah. a D three transfer, you're kind of like a step above the walk ons. You kind of suck and like stay, yeah. stay over there and let the guys we actually recruited play. Yeah. but you were never that way. You're like, I'm the best player here. Mm-hmm. Give me the ball.
3: I mean, the the year I sat out helped a lot. Uh, just kind of adjusting to it all. Yeah. Um And then my sophomore year, so the first year I played, I mean, arguably. Arguably, maybe my best year in Michigan. I mean, I shot like forty-five from three. I just came out and was just making everything. So, I mean, I don't want to call it luck, but like people just get hot, yeah. have hot shooting stretches. And the first two months, I think I shot like sixty percent from three in non-conference. So, shots were just oh, going in. So, people were like, you know, that that gave me a lot of confidence. You're you you got to make shots, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I, yeah, and then I came shots. and then I came down to earth. I think I shot like around just forty for for Big Ten play, but still, like it was you know, opped. Opportunistic, like shots going mm-hmm. in at the right time was a big part of it. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. that's really all I'm mean, I really gonna say is like I, mean, just it's like, I made shots. I mean, that's what we say on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, like, at, the the year, at the end of the year, shots. we're just gonna do a podcast
1: wrap-up and we're like, well, uh Villanova made shots, folks. Really, <laughs> really know last happened. Year.
0: I just got there, I just made some shots. <laughs> just started <laughs> going, just going in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how why did you why did you not start? What happened there? What's what explained it there? Because you you embraced that role.
3: So my junior year. D. Like, I started the first two games, and DJ Wilson just like came mm-hmm, out of right. nowhere. What is he doing with his hair, by the way? Side <sighs> note. I mean, look, uh, Milwaukee will change you. Yeah. You'll see him yeah. yeah. soon. Like, I just I don't think he's not. spending much time in Milwaukee, though. Is, is Where is he now? He's like Vegas, yeah, LA. He's yeah, all over the place. The um, he, yeah. I think, I think, have good, a good for you, DJ. I think he'll have a good year this year, though. Um, what was the question I could put? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> why didn't you start? Yeah, D- D- uh, D- D- no, D- no. So DJ no. w- so D- Wilson, my junior year. Yeah, a lottery
3: started, pick. Yeah, yeah. I, just, oh, I started close. coming off 17th. Yeah, yeah. So I started coming off the bench. And then this past year, the plan was actually for me to not start from day one. Really? Um, but God, Isaiah.
0: It's, that's some Jim Beheim shit. Mm-hmm.
3: Isaiah Livers, like, literally... Did it's not like, oh did not have a clue on where to be on the floor. In oh, our we offense. know
0: we, we that.
3: every single like, game I watched, watched. I
1: looked at him. I was like, I mean, I I'm sure the guy's a nice guy, but what does he have on Coach
3: Beeline? You know? Well, he I mean he's he's incredibly talented, um, he? but he just he, <laughs> wait what he, <laughs> wait what he, he just had like you're not at Michigan anymore. He just didn't understand like our offensive system at all. So like mm. I literally started yeah. out of necessity, um, and we were we were decent. Like we we were winning, and yeah, you know, we got blown out by North Carolina uh, but other than that we were like pretty much in mm-hmm. all the games um, had a tough one against Ohio State but yeah. and I but I wasn't playing well um, and a but big, we call
1: those growing pains
3: yeah 100% uh, but uh, you know so then I think it was after Nebraska or maybe before Nebraska mm-hmm. um, he called me in and basically said you know what we're going to just give you a different look, have you come off the bench. Yeah. He's like,
1: you ever heard of Jamal Crawford? They're like, <laughs> yeah, why? And he's like, well, if you're the sixth man.
3: Yeah, yeah. so I, so I started to come off the bench, and I started playing better, too. So, it, you know, I I don't really care about that stuff. I, I, I ended up playing more at the end of the year than I was at the beginning of the year, quite I know, honestly. Know, we know you don't care. That's why we had to care for you. Yeah, we I'm cared for you. But very much cared it was for also
1: you. an energy in the building. Like, when we were at the Texas A&M game, when you got up to come in, and I don't know if we we're just making this up in our head, but I Probably feel like your are. teammates were very, like, would, they were just like,
0: Thank God. You would like check. We, like we, have, we have some help. You, would, you would check in with, you would check in with Jordan Poole. and like the, and fans, are like, Poole, the fans are like, the fans like, oh thank God Duncan's coming in and, and, Swaggy and like, like yeah. in
1: the crowd. and then Mo Wagner would run in front of Swaggy Pool <laughs> and start getting the crowd even more hype. You're like, what is going on? And then Duncan's Charles
0: coming. And then again. Charles Madden's standing there like, I'm carrying this fucking team. Is anyone to know Yeah. Me?
1: And then Coach Calipari is in the corner. He's like, Charles, <laughs> <laughs> remember?
0: My I God. think, <laughs> My think God. Uh,
3: I think that Texas a and game was over before I even checked in. Quite yeah, that was, yeah, that was awesome. We were we came out hot in that one. So.
0: What what? So what about like going to a Final Four, going on a tournament run, all that kind of stuff? I'm gonna let you be a diva for a second because it's obviously a ton of fun, and anyone would would trade their life to experience that. What was the worst part about it? What's like the part that you want people to know? Like, listen, it's not all glamorous. This life of of going to the national championship game and. And all that. What was,
3: like, the worst part? Uh, I would say after the fact, having to catch up on the school stuff. Yeah. Terrible. Look at that. Terrible. I, did I you, mean, did you student, say, well,
1: student, I'll, I'll I'm also, going to the NBA? Student-athlete
0: folks, not athlete students. <laughs> well,
3: I'll, I'll say this. I was in a situation where I, you know, I was pretty much graduated at that point. So yeah. it didn't really matter for me. But even I was, like, we had missed so much school that even, like, some of my professors were, like, I mean, this is great, but, like, where have you been? Like, yeah. what have you been doing? And, um, and
1: Swaggy Pool comes in and he's like, School. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, wait,
3: what? <laughs> I, I Michigan gets out early. Like, we get out like April 15th, but I doubt Jordan or any of those guys were, were going we're, to college. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, of honestly. course. I mean,
1: that's just like, it, it
0: comes with the territory. We all
3: know yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tough times. And Michigan's a tough school, you know. We uh, all do know you, that. So,
0: is is the Michigan, is, do you know a lot of the former players? Like, is, is there like a, is there, Is there brotherhood? brotherhood? Do we have a hashtag the, brotherhood? Ever? Yeah, hashtag brotherhood. They, uh, yeah,
3: they the older guys do have a good job of looking out, and they they'll come back through campus and work out every Who, now. And who's now. the one guy that's like around too much? And it's like, Juwan, at, fir- at first Juwan you're Howard. like,
0: man, that's kind of cool that you're here. And then after a while, you're like, all right, why are you here like every day? Mm-hmm. What's um, going on here?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say, I would say. uh, Jordan Morgan. Uh, I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. remember him. Oh, yeah. I remember Jordan. So, so he's, he's, a, he's a Detroit guy, um, but he's – like in the summer, he's literally there four hours a day, and he works out there. So I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like he just – He missed a wide-open layup that cost
0: Ohio State a Big Ten title, and then he Tom did, Crane laughed at – yeah. And then Tom Crane, like, cackled as – That's, he like, the only before. thing I know about it that I remember, <laughs> I remember about it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's nice. Wait, was that the game at
3: Michigan? It, is right? that at Michigan. It, I, you With had our, already – and IU they, had already
0: clinched a share. That, that was the 2013 team, the Trey Burke team. Yeah. And they had yeah. the incident after the game. Yeah. Coach Crean
3: and, Kreen and, uh, and Meyer. Jeff Meyer. Yeah. 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 And,
0: and so IU had already clinched, and then they played Ohio State at home, and Ohio State beats them. Oh, yeah. And then Crean cuts down the Nets. And then they still have, like, IU was so, IU was, like, the best team in the country. Yeah, it was Victor Oladipo. Uh, And then, so they lose at home to Ohio State. They cut down the Nets. And then their last game was at Michigan. And if they lost that, then, like, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and IU would have been a four-way tie. Yeah. But then, yeah. Then it happened. But Then Then it happened. happened,
1: Can we we push it forward to being undrafted? And what what was that life like? Because you got the NBA draft. Everyone's super excited about, like, watching this whole thing play out. And then you were watching, and you see, like, Arvidas Kabulka from Serbia gets picked 44th overall or whatever it is. I mean, I know that's, it's a different kind of world. They do with like the whole draft and stash thing, but then, you know, you know, you went to the national title game. A lot of people know who you are. Like a lot of teams have talked to you, but like, what's that process like of like now I'm undrafted. All right. Now I got to like talk to teams. I got to figure out where I want to go. Like, is this a better fit for me? What was the like whole process like? Cause I know that's all drawn out.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I was cool. I, I pretty much expected it. Yeah. Um, the one thing it's funny you, dropped his name because I had a couple workouts with him mm-hmm. and uh, he's on
1: the Hornets. That's, that's the reason yeah, I no, brought right him no. up. Yeah.
3: Um, and I played really well in those workouts I matched up with him and that's Kind of the reason why I played well because I was matched up with him. Uh, so I don't know if you can read between the lines on that one, but um.
1: honestly, he was. We, we were sitting right behind him and he showed up and I was like, "Who is it?" Like, yeah, who? yeah. I, was like, I was like, "Why did who? this guy wear this full super like, full nice, head, full super jersey. nice kid,
3: super nice kid? Yeah, um, he's a good guy. Good guy. He to took
1: week. his glasses off before he started playing and he didn't put context in. That might be a concern. Sure. Yeah.
3: This guy definitely needs context. Um, but yeah, so I had a handful. Where I ended up having like ten or eleven workouts. So, but I knew I, I probably wasn't. I wasn't going to get drafted um i had decided before the draft that i was going to play with miami um if i mm-hmm. was going to go undrafted and i had already told them that so mm-hmm. as soon as you know i was just
1: that's what i know a lot of it's like back back handshake deals like theo like sure was going theo pinson went to the nets like yeah. he already knew before draft night like i'm, right. I'm not going to get drafted i'm gonna go to the Nets. so i didn't know if those were no yeah same
3: thing um and i i watched the draft like i wanted to support mo and um some other guys i knew but you know, I wasn't super invested. In it. I, I kind of figured I wasn't going to. And then, uh, you know, knew I was going to play with Miami. So we played out in Sacramento for those first three games. And then, you know, we've been out here. We just played our third game today.
1: What was the most exciting signing that you saw for Miami on your summer league team? Because I know a lot of stuff gets leaked out. And I know it's Matt Farrell. But I just want yeah, to ask to just be wanted courteous. See, we, just wanted
3: to, we just wanted to acknowledge that Matt yeah, Farrell is yeah, your yeah, teammate. Matt Farrell is your Matt teammate. teammate. It's, yeah. uh, it's funny. Actually, one of my friends... Texted me when I told him I was playing with Miami. He goes, God, I hope you're playing with that point guard from Notre Dame. Yes. <laughs> and it turned out that he was, he was, uh, playing with us What do you as think? Well?
1: How long did it take Matt Farrell to get his hair greased up to perfection oh before he started the game today? Like, how long is that taking? I mean,
3: I, I know that he's really working hard at it. I think that that type of stuff takes place in his hotel room. Before okay, he before, before he gets I think on the bus. I think okay. that's undisclosed information. Wow, um, you might need to to reach out to him to get the full. Oh, we will. Who we will.
0: Who in your opinion is the best player at, at Summer League so far? Because we have no, we have been here what three days now. We have not watched like we, we watched today when you played. That was like the first game we actually watched. We just kind of walk around and mingle and shake hands. So who, who's playing? Well, do do our job um, for us. Yeah, yeah. What
1: have you seen? What are you hearing? <laughs> yeah, hey, Dunk, What are you hearing?
3: Um, it's okay to say you. Dwayne Bacon played really well against us. God, I love Dwayne Bacon. Um, Trayvon, you should be on the Hornets. Trayvon Blewett played really well against us. I really, think he, he, Avery, he had twenty six yeah. or something like that, and I think Which he had like all threes. Yeah, I think he had twenty four the game before too. So he's playing really well, Um making a lot of shots. Trying to think of who else.
1: Um, Who have you? What teams have you guys played? If you don't mind me asking, I should probably know this. What
3: What is summer league? So, so we played. We played the in uh, in Sacramento. We played the Warriors, the Lakers, and then the Kings. And then since we've been out here, so what
1: is that? That was a California classic. California classic. What is that? I saw that. Um, is that like a new thing? What
3: well, Orlando got rid of their summer league for whatever oh, okay. reason. Okay. Um, so the Kings Disney. hosted one. It's actually funny. They the place was like sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't believe. It. I I can't imagine too many people are going to yeah. Kings games, but apparently there's a high demand for Kings summer league games. Yeah. Um, which well, part of the reason is I think they were like four of their starters were playing. Right, Vladi. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically we their start five.
0: Yeah. a genius. Like, yeah, he. A lot of the NBA people get on him because he he might not make the best picks, but like you look at their roster, every single guy plays at a blue blood school and like has yeah. name recognition. And was a five star upside. I don't know if this guy's got game for the NBA, but mm-hmm. like you see, I, you I know see Wendy Mason's Gabriel New and you're like, I know that guy might be like the best player on their team now. Yeah, like team now. Hey, he's from yeah. New
3: Hampshire as well, by the way, Wanyan. Wow. Yeah. Did you yeah. know him as a child? Uh, Tarzuski we played against Caleb
0: Tarzuski's from New Hampshire. I'm trying
3: to think yeah Tarzuski's from New Hampshire. I'm trying to think Yeah. Matt Bonner.
0: Matt Bonner's from New Hampshire. And Luke
3: Bonner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, dismissively,
0: like the Bonner Brothers, also
1: Luke. Yeah. Yeah, shout yeah. out, Luke A little bit behind the Splash Brothers, but right around there. Oh man, that's great. Good
0: times. Um, what else we gotta ask them?
1: Just like all the famous people, like all the players, all the famous players that are around, like Chris Paul, these guys that yeah. are sitting there courtside and they're watching all these games, and you know that they don't really have any interest in like what you may be up to or watching this game. Like, do you ever want to talk to any of those guys? Do you ever, have you approached any of those guys? Like, Chris Paul seems very approachable, but also very unapproachable at the same time,
3: yeah. Um, I haven't approached him. It's a it's that's a funny a good decision. it's a funny dynamic though. Like
1: we've approached them <laughs> all, they rebuked it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all the players come to watch their teams as if like it's their teammates, but there's maybe like only one or two guys on each team that's actually would be in the locker room with them. But yeah. they all show out for the the game, so it's kind of a funny night. Dy- and then obviously like all the college coaches, like Coach Cal is always there, like courtside, and you know Bill Self is oh, at a couple of our games as well. Do you know why
1: Mark Fox is here?
3: I have no idea.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Coach Mark we just had to ask. Like I, you know, I was talking about college coach. I was like, we saw him coach Mark Fox and we were just like, I wonder where Fox is. I guess he's watching Yante, who's on your team. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. How do you yeah.
0: survive being in Vegas for like twelve was it twelve days you're here? yeah I think are, are, you, so are you are you so. are you
3: experiencing it? you said this is your first time here first time in vegas yeah so you're just like staying away from everything and well yeah i think i've yet to actually experience vegas i've, I've not had any fun <laughs> i've uh i've been back and forth pretty yeah. much from the hotel dude you just signed your chance. contract let's let's have some fun tonight
1: yeah was that let's, the reason that you like you've been holding out to get the contract yeah. and now you can't have some fun i think you should hold out i think yeah. you should sign the two-way and then say that wasn't your real name you didn't sign your own yeah, name do you're a power hold, move yeah, yeah power yeah, move don't play tomorrow
0: yeah you see all these like Bagley wasn't playing today. Jaron Jackson weren't playing today. Don't play. That's you you got a contract. You gotta man. play yeah. the Diva card. Like, Call swaggy I don't, pool right now. I don't now. hate that. I yeah. got soreness. Yeah. I got some sort some tightness. <laughs> yeah. Some tightness in my yeah. my, hamstrings. <laughs> my hamstrings. <laughs> I need some Just sleep. do that. Uh who who have you gotten to know well out uh, that, that you've been playing here here? Who have you met that you had no idea? I mean we said Matt Farrell, but like maybe not any guys you play with. Are you like meeting any guys on the other teams? Like I, I see um, everyone's like kind of fraternizing, like and, yeah, and all that kind of yeah. stuff going on, like
1: because um, it is business. It, it goes both ways. It's like some guys are here to like I got to get this contract. Don't talk to me like tunnel vision. Then there's other guys that are like Jack Cooley, and he's like, let's go
0: get hammered. Yeah, and, and they <laughs> they get to know everybody. Yeah, I'll show you the ropes.
3: Um Yeah, I mean there's a lot of overlap, especially because there's like four other teams in our hotel. Yeah, um, so you see a lot of people. But it I mean I've been catching up with like Derek Wall, and I mean we were teammates in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um Yante is from Michigan, so you know, we kinda really? had that connection. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: That's why there you go. That's why Mark Fox is here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And uh honestly, yeah, Matt Farrell. Matt Farrell and I've been hanging been as well. Um so, yeah, it's, it's, been, been it's been a cool experience. I mean, like I said, the the entire NBA is here, which is pretty cool. So All
0: right, well we'll let you go celebrate Vegas like you probably should at some point. Um being here for your first time. We will time. not before, tell Pat Riley. He will definitely not listen to this podcast. Before so we be go, we 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 want to give you uh, like thirty seconds if you want to just laugh for thirty straight seconds at the death of Tom Izzo and just basically everything that's the whole perception of Tom Izzo um, as this this titan of college mm-hmm. basketball who mm-hmm. just coming off the worst <laughs> year of his coaching career, just absolutely screwed up that team mm-hmm. all season with Michigan State. Mm-hmm. One of the most frustrating teams to watch all year. Mm-hmm. Every single I swear every guy on that team was playing out of position all year. Um and now, Except for Matt, and McQuaid. And now Matt McQuaid. Matt
1: McQuade was playing perfectly in and position. now B-Line
0: is the the March god. Um B-Line is the toast of the town. Beeline's like Basically the torch has been passed. He's teasing yeah. getting the piston job when like yeah. he knows he's not going to take it but he's just like I'm just gonna pull my dick out and just yeah. Were you worried about that when you heard that, or were you excited because you're like, maybe I'll yeah. go to the Pistons? Yeah, yeah. So do you want to do you want to do you want to take some? We're gonna give you the floor to uh, just I don't know, just laugh about how Michigan basketball has now surpassed. Well, I'll State. I'll say
3: this about Izzo and his you know, track record speaks for itself, but um, uh, no. I, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> I one thought, thought I thought it was yeah. funny. I thought it was funny how. You know, he was catching a a bunch of slack for, you know, that team and um, underperforming. And then he has the two lottery picks Mm -hmm. and everyone's Mm kind of like back on the Izzo bandwagon. And then the first game, Jaron's first game he shoots like eight pick and pop threes. Yes. yes. And, and
1: everybody's just like He had like 20 29 points or something. I it's think
3: crazy. he took like maybe we played them twice. I think he might have taken a three right. in, in the two games. And, and, and everyone Nick
1: Ward like threatening yeah,
3: him from yeah. The yeah. Nick Ward like, yeah. I'm coming back in. And, <laughs> and I I just you know, I don't know how many pick and pop possessions he had this year at Michigan State, but you know, it's it's pretty clear. Are you saying
1: Izzo's the new Coach Cal? Like he doesn't know how to use his yeah, guys? <laughs> he's, it oh, he's like. like,
0: he's like Coach K, man. Like you, that's what mm-hmm. Wendell Carter's coming out. And he's like, I was used wrong at Duke. Mm-hmm. They have no idea how to. Did use he say me. that? I'm better. Yeah. yeah. He basically. He's been, <laughs> he his whole family his has been saying that. Said yeah. it. I think everybody yeah. said it. Yeah. So now, yeah, that's what that's what Izzo's doing. Is like mm-hmm. Miles Bridges is like, yeah, I wanted to play power forward, but like Nick, I had to play small. Nick forward. Ward is. Mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Ward thinks he's Zach Randolph and he's Jay Sean Tate. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one wants to tell him that. As i, I who's so, scared. I
3: mean, it's it's tough because Jaron obviously went third overall, but, like, yeah. we would always talk about, like, what if he had gone to Michigan? Like, what yeah. would he have been? And it's like... I mean, he good. He would have been, been All-American, good, yeah. for sure. would be in my he, opinion. He would definitely
1: opinion. not be a Livers type. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He wouldn't be that good, but he'd be up there.
0: Speaking of like guys who uh, perceptions and just how they're misused and all that kind of stuff, uh, when you played Villanova, who was who was the best player on their team in your scouting report that you were keying on? So uh, this is actually funny. Who's Villanova's, just, who's
3: Villanova's best player? Jalen Brunson was the one that was covered the well, most because well, of the— Maybe that's why you guys got your ass. So, yeah. Yeah. You you inflate some player. of our podcasts <laughs> were beeline. I I think Mikael I think Mikhail Bridges was the best player, but it's actually funny. The night before we were going over the scouting port, and Coach Milan was going out of his way to like kind of like take jabs at DiVincenzo. He's like, Oh, he's not, he's not a good off-ball defender. Like we can pick on this guy. Like, you know, he, yeah. he's he kinda like yeah. he's like happy, or lucky. Like when his shots are going in, he's great. And like when they're not, and then of course, like like he was literally one of the emphasis in terms of like a guy we could maybe Exposed, Exposed. Well, yeah, yeah, and he just goes for 31, which was yes. like so fitting. Um, because he had
1: no idea, like, first of all, that he was playing the national title game, he didn't know where like, was. He, just thought yeah. he was playing basketball, and he's like,
0: There's a lot of people here, we'll see what happens. He, he went into the locker room after the confetti and everything, and he goes in, He's like, When's our next game, coach? <laughs> They're like, Dante, you might go to the NBA. He's like, it's like well, what, what is that? What? <laughs> like, that's we'll
1: look into good. it. I mean, that
3: the block <laughs> that he had on Charles that's when it like solidified me as like, This guy is, yeah, legit. I mean, because Charles is. I mean, when Charles goes up in practice, like nobody even tries to jump with him. Except for Swaggy this, Pool. It, yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe he's only one. What is it?
0: So the, the Villanova Michigan, there was two coaches who I think like p- part of what Jay Wright has done is like given all of his guys freedom. Um that's something that Beeline seems to be why people love to play for him, is that you're allowed to jack threes, and if you miss it, he's not really that upset. And there's free flowing offense and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that as fun to play for as it seems?
3: It it is. It's. Or, I'll say this. It's earned freedom. Like not okay. everyone has that walking. As as I'm sure it's the same with with Coach Wright. But like once you get to a, a certain point, um, then it's like, you know, he he respects the fact that guys are going out yeah. there and you know, maybe taking a wild one or yeah. uh, a heat check, yeah. uh, a JP or a check. last second three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, why, that's
0: why I find it funny. He said like that Wisconsin and Michigan, he thinks Wisconsin, and Michigan are similar because like Bo Ryan, <laughs> Bo is Ryan, not if, like you ta- if you take he a, right. back- I mean, a, a treadmill in Ryan, the back, you know, like, I know he's run. not coach of Wisconsin board, but like Bo Ryan, if you take a bad shot and make it, he's taking your ass out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. were. All that kind of stuff. And he forgets it's, your name.
3: It's more so like the not turn the ball over, like don't beat themselves, like really solid on defense. That's what like true white guys. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. wasn't gonna say it, but I'm happy yeah. you did. So. Are, are you? Uh, who, who would you? Com- Speaking of
0: which, who would you compare your game to? Like Gordon Hayward, like Chandler Parsons, maybe. Uh, um, I've been getting a ton maybe. of Mike Miller recently. Mike Miller, Ooh, which that's is a maybe one. fitting because of great. The, the
3: Heat thing. But uh I, I don't hate that one. I also, I also love uh, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles um, is a great person to be compared because, to. like, he's he's like a great guy off the court, but then like you get him on the court and he's like talking shit to Paul George and yeah. he's like you know mouthing off to refs and like I. I'm not quite like that yet, even though I did get technical You got teed up today, but I'm, so. like, you know, as I'm
0: getting there, clearly. And mm-hmm. you were talking shit to, yeah, we saw you talking shit today. Um, Do you know what's so sad is that
1: Joe Ingles is going to be mentoring Grayson Allen and teaching him yeah, all of those very things. True. Oh my god, I, I can't watch that. I'm not gonna watch that. I'm done. I'm done with that. That's, That's tough. Bummer. I love Ingles. Though.
3: Is that so? Is that just a, a Duke North Carolina thing, or
1: no? It, it's a principal thing. Fair you enough. Know. Santa Ana. People don't even remember this guy's oh, name. Oh, I do. I yeah, do. of course. Elon. Elon. Uh, come uh, on. Yeah. So yeah, this. you're
0: about you're about to play for the Heat. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. No, but all, all the all the Miami fans uh, are probably like this is the time of year where people. Like Miami Heat fans see that you signed a contract and they're like, We we don't follow college basketball. We don't know shit about this guy. And so now they're like probably consuming as much And they're probably gonna see your name pop up on the podcast. This is in November that
1: they're looking at yeah. this. This is yeah. not right now. Miami so, Heat fans yeah, exactly. are the forces, like me about in the it. middle of the ocean. So uh, doing whatever. speak
0: to your excitement for uh joining the Miami Heat. What what would you what would you like to say to Miami Heat fans, Duncan?
1: I'm uh, taking my talents to South Beach.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited, man. It's a it's a great opportunity. I'm surprised that not surprised, but like in some way, it's it's kind of surreal to uh, to have been given this opportunity. So you know, hopefully, you, it's just. Do you the take beginning.
1: like selfies of you in your jersey and send it to Charles Matthews and say, "Look at me now"? <laughs> no, I should have passed me the ball more, Charles.
3: Uh Charles and I uh, talked on FaceTime today. So Charles Charles gave me some love, uh, which I appreciate. Charles and I are close. Charles is a good, what, good dude. What was his
0: feedback when he went to when he put his name on the Waters? Was it like get a jump shot or was there more to it than that?
3: Was, was uh, it just that simple? I think there's a little bit more to it to it than that. Um, I he was he was gonna leave, honestly, but he, he ended up hurting his wrist. Um and nice. uh some him. and he missed some workouts, <laughs> so he decided to come back because he wasn't able to work out for some teams. So uh, I think I think it'll probably be a good decision for him. In the yeah, he's yeah, he's a dark horse national pick. player he's of the year. I mean, you, yeah, you were saying that he's he's your pick to he's be going big the big player or? of the year. Everyone yeah.
0: thinks it's going to be Carson Edwards because, but I, I I I'm you know I'm I'm savvy like I do the movers like I this you know I do kind of I, yeah. I look at the favorite. The, this I say is the, it's the not man that him. goes.
1: You like Jalen Brunson, but I like Mikel Bridges. Like, like, here's Charles here's, Matthews and the Bridges. Here, I'm, is big here team. here's here's
0: an example. I'm going to shoot from the hip. Gonzaga, <laughs> they're my number one team next year going into the season. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I actually haven't really thought about it much. But big, big hatchet. That's how it works next to me. Uh, all right, is there anything else we we we've kept him here long enough? I think
1: I think we got it. I mean, I just hope Mo Wagner understands that. What I said, I meant, but you I think know, it
3: was think right logic, wrong pick. It I think that time. apology will go a long way. We, thank really you. Do. We will it. have you in LA. In oh, LA. I got yeah. one more thing. Uh, uh,
0: hey, 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 Duncan Robinson, are your parents uh Spurs fans
3: or what? No, I was, uh, I was actually born before the Duncan Robinson era yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, I've, gotten that, that. I've gotten that plenty of times, but uh no, they have, I know. I, that, so you're that, saying that Tim Duncan knows.
1: stole it from you? Yes. Okay.
3: And yeah. yeah. The first. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. We'll have you back on. Um. As you're turning it up. Good luck with everything. Appreciate. You score it. six points in every We're game. We're so proud. of That's really the we plan. We're very proud of you. Point, yeah. And thank God that you're done with Michigan, so I can cheer for you in a different uniform. Than, I appreciate that. that. So. Appreciate uh, that. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for coming, Duncan. Thanks, Duncan. Thank you guys for having me.